Welcome to Week Points, the podcast where we discuss what we've watched, listened to, read and done over the past week. I'm one of your hosts, Rich, and with me as ever, it's Nick. Nick, how's your week been? What have you been watching? It's, uh, uh, well, right now I'm watching a butternut squash. I can't say as I'm watching it, I'm just looking at it, it's not Hmm. doing anything. But I'm I'm always fascinated by the shape of a butternut squash. Also, the butternut squash has got a bit of a sharp top and uh, little ivy and ended up with a weird splinter. In a finger. That's weird, isn't it? So yeah, I mean, get getting get a splinter of a butternut squash. Very strange. Very strange. I can't imagine the NHS are uh, filled with butternut squash related injuries. No, I wonder what the um, whether the, we need three people from the government to come in and give us an update on where we are with that kind of injury. I'd like them to. Yeah, I'd like them to because I trust them. I really, I really trust them. I think they I think are, are they just sending one person out now. I think the last few I've seen, it's just been one person. Yeah, I think so. I th- and I think they're drawing straws as well. They're behind a the curtain yeah. going, oh, fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. Again. Can't believe it. Yeah. 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 The kind of luster's gone off it now, hasn't it, for them? Yeah. Inter- interestingly, I, no- I noticed that uh, apparently from the 4th of July, uh, the um, the distance that we can be apart from one another will be a metre. Oh, right. Which is the equivalent to just where you'd stand anyway, unless you're weird. Yeah. You know, so that's the, that's a regular that communication or conversation length. Yeah. So that's going to that's going to confuse things still further I think. Is it is it still happening? Is it not happening? Can we stand here? Can we not? It's good no. that um the virus has been considerate enough to decide to not leap more than a meter. It is, isn't it? It's it's excellent. It's excellent. Yeah, it's not developed it, it yeah, evolution has not caught it up. It's still essentially a virus fish. Yeah. It hasn't developed legs. It's not quite on the land no, yet. No. It's um, you know. No. Still swimming around our um, atmosphere. Yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. No. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> Good. Well ignored. Fucking hell. <coughs> Moving on. Think as- I should do the briefing. I'd love to do the briefing. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Would you like to take um, <laughs> new... You, you, so, I suppose from where you are then, you'd have to take comments on the big telly from what's the local Doncaster paper? Doncaster Free Press, Doncaster it only Free comes Press. out every Thursday. Yeah, so you'd have to take you'd yeah. have to take questions from them. Yeah. Yeah, probably on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, so it's ready to be hot off the press. Yeah. But that'd be alright. Yeah. You know. I mean I'd just I'd just I'd do what I'm sure most of them want to do, which is just go I dunno. Yeah. Dunno, mate. Dunno. Yeah. Nobody does. No, Nobody I dunno. Knows. When when will all this be over? I dunno. I don't dunno. know. Yeah. It's a virus, isn't it? How are we supposed to know that? <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Yeah, the virus is not listening. Eventually, I'd be, I'd be like, "Will you fucking tell me? What do you think?" <laughs> when, really when do you, when do you think it's going to be over, smart ass? Coming on here, <laughs> uh, and and I know your your question sounded all right written down on paper, but the way you put it to me, it sounded like you you fucking you've got a point here, mate. You've got a point. So what what <laughs> what what's your issue? What's your fucking issue? Yeah. Or would you be one of those? All right, fine. You do you want to do this? Co- fine. You here, here. Here's the microphone. Yeah. Get up here. No, no, no. Stand there. Right. Ask him. No, no. What we're going to do, dear, from the fucking Guardian is right. We'll we'll cut this off now. And me and you are going to fucking talk afterwards. We're going to talk afterwards, right? <laughs> A fucking car park. Yeah. <laughs> you dick. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be fucking There's no funny. fucking need for that tone, mate. I'm stressed. I'll be, I'm working all the fucking time. When's it going to be over? I don't fucking know. I don't know. Do I have to wear a mask? I don't fucking know. 
Stop asking me <laughs> all the time, banging on. I don't fucking know. Stop asking me. Oh, that's what that's what they should do. Rather than having some kind of you know aggressive pit bull, that's just a moody teen. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Shrugging and saying, oh. yeah. which isn't a word, it's just a sound. And then eventually going, oh, I'm so bored. Can we just stop this now? Oh, this you've asked me this I'm so just, many no. times. Oh, you are so boring me to death right now. Yeah. Oh, this is like yeah. every day. Yeah. Right, I'll, I, don't need to, I don't need to find the cure yet. I've got ages. I've got absolutely ages <laughs> to find the cure. Yeah. Don't need I'm a vaccine yet. Anyway. I've got a note here that says that everybody's furloughed until like October, so I've got ages yet. We'll just, I'll just leave it to like the week before and then I'll start thinking about it. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, different guest guest hosts would be would be excellent. Yeah. Uh, and preferably not horrible right-wingers as well. Just a mixture, a broad mixture. I won't mind a broad mixture. Yeah. You know. You know. Yeah. I know, it's, I know that we have a right-wing government in, but it'd be quite nice to, you know, every now and again. Or maybe get a children's TV presenter in. Oh, oh yeah. get Floella. She's really intelligent, yeah. as we were talking about the other yeah. day. Uh, and, uh, you know... She'd uh, she'd be fantastic, you know. She'd uh, she'd uh, probably put it all to fucking rise yeah. in an in an instant. Yeah, she's um in the way that she's a di- Brian Cam. She, she, <laughs> she's uh, well, I mean, it was nominative determinism, wasn't it, with his name? In, um, yes, it was. Um, he um, <laughs> he she she's a she's a dame, isn't she? Isn't this, is she? Yeah, I think so. I think wow. she's a house of lords. Well, hello, Floella, if you're listening. Or is that make her a lady? Love, is that make her a you know lady, then? Oh, I don't know. Anyway, she's, she's got a high thing. If you're in the House of Lords. Yeah. Right, she's got a high thing. She has got a high thing. <laughs> Some ladders. Yeah. Um, I think um, I would love it if Floella Benjamin was listening to this. I'd be, I'd be really Well, chuffed. I wouldn't mind her listening to this episode, but not the previous episode where I said that she said that she was attractive <laughs> and I've just said it again now <laughs> well you know it's, it, it, this attractiveness can can be more than aesthetics can't it you know you, you could be talking about her personality I don't, and I don't even think you're allowed to say that anymore now what personality and charisma well, yeah it's subjectifying people isn't it but okay what are you allowed to say that's nice I think it's just best to keep it to yourself <laughs> Hello, hello, how are you? I am a functioning human being, are you? Yes, excellent. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy your day. Oh, don't enjoy your day. What I mean is, have a day that may or may not enhance yeah. the enjoyment of your life. Yeah. But not in any way that compromises your standards of living in, in the way you determine it to be. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. That's all right then, isn't it? We'll do that. And then at the end, just say that you're very, very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of people who should be sorry, oh fuck! Um, we've both had a, um, a taste of um, Peter Crouch saves our summer. Is that what it's called? Peter Crouch saves our summer. I think so. Or Peter Something Crouch like save our summer. I don't know if it's oh. a plea or whether it's an exclamation. It, 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 it could be one or the other. I'm not entirely sure. Assuming that it is saves. No. No, I bet it's safe. I bet it's Peter Crouch, save our summer. I'm, not, I'm trying to look I it mean, up now. I mean, either way, it's not true. No, 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 no. He hasn't saved He's... anybody's no. summer. And no. no one would shout for him. 
I, no. I mean, you know, it's 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 a if you don't know what it is, it um <clears throat> it basically it takes television back to a bygone era. Uh, variety show uh, hosted by celebrity person. Yeah. It's like summertime special or or one of those programs that in the seventies, as I recall, growing up, there were lots of programs that was just somebody's name. Yeah, there was Kelly yeah. Monteith as a show. There was Marty Kane yeah. as a show. Yeah. Grace Kennedy as a show. Val Dunican as a show. It wasn't the Val Dunican yeah. show. It was just Val Dunican. He could yeah. have been doing anything, eating a lion bar, having a wank. It wasn't. It was the just Val Dunican. The difference, though, with um, with all those ones that you've mentioned, though, was all those people that they picked to do it. They were all um, they all were ent- actual paid entertainers, weren't they? You know, that's what they were. Yes. That was something yes. they were known for. Um, that's and that's what they—that's what they did for a living. They were—they yeah. were entertainers. Whereas yeah. what, what they've done here is they've gone for a radical shift, and they've picked a former professional footballer. They have um, to, yeah, to just, host a live. Yeah. Is it live? I, I think it's filmed it's, as live. I, it's filmed as live, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. For 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 me, on the basically on the strength of his uh, of the Peter Crouch podcast, uh, which. I, I, I mean, I've listened to little bits of it, uh, and you know I mean, he's he's quite personable, uh, and I, I quite like his honesty. I'm not saying I don't like him; he seems like he'd be a really nice company. But he, he strikes me on the TV doing his thing. He's like, he's like a kid. He's like, he's like that kid at school who you know likes to have a laugh and loves to mess about, but every now and again, suddenly recognises that teachers might be looking at him. And people might be watching yes, him. So he gets yeah. really self-conscious. Like, he gets carried away and then realises, oh, I've got maths yeah. off to break. Oh, yeah, shit, yeah. I, I probably should calm down. It's it, it, it's it's indescribable, I'd say. Yeah. You know, aside from it's like a variety show, they do games. Jack Whitehall was on it when I watched it. Uh, and and, and, um, and um, Peter Croucher's wife... Abby Clancy, yeah, yeah, was on it, yeah, um, and Alex Horn. I just burped. <laughs> Did you hear that? Sorry, I do beg. No, I didn't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Little burp came out. It's awful. <laughs> Try and edit that out. <laughs> Alex, Alex Horn, uh, just a lot on Radio Four. Uh, he's there, yeah, uh, as I, I don't know, some kind of comedy foil. It's it's uh, and Jermaine Genus, Jermaine Genus oh was there God. as well. Um, and then they did an awful interview. I mean, it, it jumped when I watched it. It jumped from being, uh, "We're going to ask a question about uh, something to do with Peter's life," and then we're going to throw that out to the public. Then we're going to talk to uh, uh, bring on like a competitive dad to do a get some kind of weird right. game. After that. Jermaine Genius is going to join Peter Crouch at this really long and unwieldy table, yeah. um, and and have a, a an awkward conversation about Black Lives Matter and Marcus Rashford uh, getting the government to reverse the school meals decision. Oh um, fuck! Yeah, so it suddenly became and and both of them. I mean, I don't know whether or not it was scripted, whether Crouch had just decided to ask it, but it was two people who were really no. I mean, everyone's got an opinion, of course they have, but. They neither of them looked like they wanted to commit themselves no, to any no. kind of stance because they're working for the BBC, and you know it was. And, yeah. then, and then from there, 
They had a woman from Stoke on in a Stoke City shirt, wanted to win this thing. Peter Crouch had to. Oh God! The whole thing. It's, it's Peter Crouch had to compete by throwing, you know, like coconut shy against competitive dad for the right to keep some of the shit from his garage. That if he, if if the the competitive dad won. He was going to give it to the Stoke fan who answered the question. Yeah. It's so fucking bizarre. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I can't work out. Put yourself in the in the planning room at the BBC. You know, at the start of lockdown, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What we need is something to cheer up, cheer up the nation. Who who've we got? Who've we got? Well, uh, Ronnie Barker's gone. He's no longer with us. Ronnie Corbett. Uh, so we can't do anything traditional. I mean, David Jason probably wouldn't do it you know he's, he's getting on a bit in years um tall is funny oh john cleese perfect no john cleese ain't gonna do it no right okay he's he's tall though he is tall yeah but he's not he's not doing it right mm. all goes quiet yeah. an hour of scribbling and suddenly somebody there um there, there is peter crouch who you know he's a footballer what's he like what is He's quite. He's quite funny. Get him in. <clears throat> yeah. Make up some shit. It's like they've got four different ideas for four different shows, and they've gone. Give that to him. That'll work. Yeah. And also the host. I don't know who she is. No, but, I don't either. Yeah, but but um, I mean she's trying her best to jolly things along. The uh, thing with it is, is that um, like previously. That it's the kind of format that Channel Four would have chucked on on a Friday night, quite late, wouldn't they? Yeah, they late. Would have had yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like somebody like Chris Evans doing it, or mm. Johnny Vaughan, or somebody like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And the whole thing would have there would have been a live band in, a da da da, and it's all a bit wacky and a bit anarchic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and you've got, but you've got like, you've got somebody who like even though. I, I mean, I don't like Chris Evans now, um, but he's somebody who rolls with a live situation and you're not feeling kind of embarrassed. You're not thinking, yeah. oh, if things go wrong here, he's not going to know what to do. And it's just going to go, <laughs> it's just, it's all just going to hang in the air. Whereas yeah. every single second that I was watching that pretty, yeah. pretty crouch thing, I was thinking, oh, if he doesn't, if his words don't flow out or nobody picks it up after he's finished talking, the whole thing is just going to hang there like a bad fart, isn't it? In the in the room. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it was it was horrendous. I think it was one yeah, of those it was, programs. It was like he was like putting a one legged puppy in charge of a casserole. This is not yeah. going to end well. Yeah. Yeah. I so wanted him to not it, for it to not be awful because of for him because he's yeah. quite a nice bloke, isn't he? He is. He comes over ever so well, but it, yeah, he does. And um, and I like Alex Horn as well. I think he's quite funny. Yeah. Um, uh, and like she seemed, whoever she was, she was doing a, doing all right with what 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 she'd yeah. been fucking thrown well, there. Yeah, yeah. But he's obviously been picked because of like the podcast has been very successful, hasn't it? I believe so. so yes. I'm guessing this was all quite short notice. So why didn't they just say, well, let's take some of the podcast, but like we'll give you those two blokes who you do the podcast with because yes. you're comfortable with them and there's three of you so you can keep a conversation going and with Alex Horn he can keep things going as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, you know, we'll chuck a bit of music in, sorted. 
It's just basically like your podcast with a bit of music and a bit of banter thrown in. We're done. Yeah. But no, it's like, no, we're going to make you fucking host this thing. He's ca- <laughs> he's, he's there to carry the whole thing. I mean, I when I watched it, it was um, Liam Gallagher was the guest. Oh, Jesus. And he's, I mean, he can be entertaining, but he needs a lot of things feeding to him before yeah, he starts yeah, he's, spitting yeah, things out. pharmaceuticals. Yeah, and so there were there was a lot of um, oh, what, what are you up to? And he was like going, oh, well, I'm I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. You know, things are great. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like, oh no, is it going to be like this all the time? <laughs> <laughs> and after I think kind of fifteen or twenty minutes, I just had to turn off. I couldn't watch it anymore. It was making me really tense, and I thought, I can't. Yeah. Why am I making myself tense watching this? <laughs> I shouldn't feel tense watching a light entertainment program. Yeah, on the telly. yeah, yeah, yeah. You shouldn't watch it thinking you're watching Bomb Disposal. It was honestly, it was, it was. Fa- I was, I found it utterly fascinating in a really, in, in the kind of way you watch um, those programs about surgery. Yeah, was, there was something macabre and bizarre, and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I should, I shouldn't be here. I got the same kind of awful feeling that I used to get when, um, when I used to have exams and I hadn't revised. That kind of tumultuous <laughs> feeling. Everything seemed to be vaguely familiar, but at the same time, I just felt sick. Yeah. Yes, it's like a 50-minute-long stress dream. Yeah. So I don't know if I can revisit it to see what it's what the rest of it's like. I want I want to try I want to try this week to have a, to, to 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 catch up on on some of the episodes just to see just to see whether it does string together whether it is. I'm I'm not looking for massive philosophical or thematic links, but just to see what the thrust of the entertainment is. What what is the value of it? What where does it sit in the pantheon of yeah. Saturday night television? Yes, where, you yeah. know, is it? I mean, are we talking? Uh, is it a future generation game or or or, or I mean, mm. uh, what what is it? No, no, it's definitely no. not that, is it? No. It's going to be one of those ones where um, I think give it like like 15 years down the line, Channel 5 are going to be doing one of those talking heads programmes about, do you remember the coronavirus? And then people will go, oh my god, yeah. do you remember when we used to sit and watch Peter Crouch host his own yeah, entertainment yeah, yeah, programme? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I remember, and I don't know whether I'm misremembering it, but I remember at one I seem to remember at one point, he was Peter Crouch was doing keepy uppies while Alex Horn's was singing a song, and the Fucking and his live man. band were playing, and I just thought, I don't know where where you're going with this. I don't know. That is honestly, that is like a dream, isn't it? That's like one of those weird, yeah. freakiest fucking dream last night. I must have had so much cheese. What happened? Well, Peter Crouch was in one corner doing keepy uppies, and then Alex Home from the radio was singing a song. That does yeah. sound like a fucking bizarre dream. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. Oh God. So I don't. I don't know if I can. Um, I don't. I might, I might go back to it. Maybe well, I just need a, a bit of distance with it. Maybe I need yeah. a bit of time away from it. Here's the thing. So, somebody, I mean, please do uh, send us messages and let us know what you think of it. Or what, if you've watched it even. If you haven't, it's BBC One. It's Saturday. Uh, what is it about? Um, half eight to half nine is the casualty slot, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I think. I suppose it's like, it's a little bit like if, um, if Vic Reeves was in charge of programming just for a couple of hours <laughs> and he, he was just like oh I'm just going to chuck that on just see what happens right yeah could be could what be. I want to see Peter is you playing football while a man sings a song 
<laughs> then I want you and a competitive dad to throw uh, balls at a coconut shy. Yeah. For the chance yeah. to win a Real Madrid shirt. Yeah, and then I want you to have a really stilted conversation with a pop star. Yeah, God. <sighs> no, it was awful. Yeah, it was. Bless him, a lovely guy, but that was fucking awful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, don't don't uh, don't force yourselves to watch it. But if you are watching it and you are enjoying it, tell us why. Yeah, if anybody out there has seen a full episode and you can tell us if it gets better or worse or whether it is watching, then yeah, get in touch with us. You can email us at weakpointspodcast at gmail dot com and tell us whether you've managed to sit through one episode. Um, but sitting through one episode was um, not an issue for you with the thing that you've been watching because you've watched been watching three seasons of this bad boy, haven't you? Yes, yes. I, we mentioned this, I think, on the first pod uh, that I'd seen the first episode of season three of Ozark on Netflix, um, but uh, not got round to watching all of it. Well, over the past couple of days, uh, utterly caned it, just dashed through season three. Compelling, rich characterization, really well written. Uh, everything's really consistent with it. You know, the, there's there's growth within the characters. There's still shocks there. Uh, I think it's um, and 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 they brought in a couple of characters in the third season that had I don't been I don't think they've been mentioned before. Uh, and for the uninitiated, before you go any further, what's the general premise of Ozark? Um, <clears throat> Marty. Uh, and Wendy Bird are a married couple who have moved from Chicago to the Ozarks, which are, I believe, in uh, Missouri. Now, Lake of the Ozarks is, is you know, it's quite a picturesque uh, location for um, summer vacations for the Americans. Um, and they've moved there because Marty had previously worked for um, an investment firm who had, as a sideline, been laundering or washing money for uh, a, a Mexican drug cartel. However, uh, Marty's partner had been skimming off the top, um, and in the very first, in the pilot episode, um, in order to save his skin, Marty suggests that if uh, the drug cartel allow him to live and go free, he will go to the Ozarks because there's money to be made there. Um, so he uproots and he takes his wife, who at that time he was pretty much estranged from because she was having an affair. Um, again, that's not a massive spoiler because if you watch no. the pilot episode, it is the very first scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, and their two children, Charlotte and uh, Jonah, and they go and uh, move into this place in the Ozarks. Uh, and things get progressively more complicated. It has the pacing and uh, the atmosphere of Breaking Bad uh, at its finest. I think it's uh, a, a genuine rival in terms of quality uh, to Breaking Bad. Um, if you liked that series and you haven't found Ozark, find it. It's br- it's, it's brilliant, and it and it's. Um, and it keeps getting better. What's fascinating is I learned that because the release date of season three was, I think, within a month of lockdown in America, uh, it found a, a much bigger audience than seasons one and two because the serendipitously it arrived yeah. just as people went, 
well, we've seen all these, we've nothing to watch. Up came season three. I, I think it made people watch seasons one and two. Uh, and um, and it's really gone uh, stratospheric, I think. And mm-hmm. I'm hopeful that the, uh, the showrunner and the producers will get to make the next two, which I think is going to finish it off. They've, they've planned on a five-season uh, five arc for the whole uh, overarching narrative. Um, but it's, yeah, as I was just saying, that they've, they've introduced two new characters into season three that, that have hitherto never been mentioned. And normally that bugs me because it's a little bit like, ah, when a show's on its uppers, oh, bring in the estranged twin or bring in the ex-husband or bring in the, you know, whatever. In this case, it's a brother and um, an FBI person, an FBI special agent. Uh, hitherto not mentioned. FBI agent not so much of a problem because it was much more of a bigger thrust in this uh season uh but the brother and was done so well it was it was developed so well um and yeah you genuinely started to care i I think it's it's my favorite thing at the moment it's my favorite thing yeah Uh, i've watched um all of season one and three quarters of season two Oh, and okay. Then, but I was, um, I did like season one basically in two sittings, and season th- kind of the kind of three quarters of season two in like one sitting. I think it's one of those ones where I need to, I like to just sit and yeah. watch yeah, yeah, one yeah, yeah, after yeah. the other, like clearer, yeah. like a, a rainy Sunday, sit in front yeah. of that <clears throat> and watch the whole thing. Um, I wasn't, I never gelled with. Breaking Bad at all, right? Just, okay, just never, never clicked with me. And on on paper, it was one of the programs that I sh- I should love. Everything about it ticks all yeah. the boxes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I tried and I tried and it just it just didn't work for me. So I just gave up on it. Right. Um, but Ozark has Ozark completely it does suck you in. Um, yeah. I think the 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 acting is is tremendous. Oh God, yeah. Um, yeah. But the thing about it that I like, apart from the acting, I suppose it's a bit of an odd thing, is a big shout out to the whoever the casting director is yeah. for that. Because everybody who they've picked yeah. seems to be absolutely perfect for yeah, the character. Yeah. Yeah. Whether that's whether that's a coincidence of like they've picked somebody who's really good and then they've developed the character themselves or not, I don't know. But it, it seems odd that right across the board, every single character is yeah. perfect. That and even the, into season three as well. Even with the the arcs that those characters take over time, they the actors like completely carry it yeah. totally believably, don't they, all the way yeah, through. Yeah, it's yeah. not like you've thought, oh right, this guy looks a bit like he's a bit of an evil one and now oh he's developed into a good person. That seems weird. Yeah. It's like the it just all feels very organic that the situations really that happen yeah. to them, yeah. that how they react to those situations and how they become as characters yeah. just seems completely natural. 
Yeah, it doesn't jump. It uh, it takes its time, but it, it takes its time in a way. Everything feels tense. Everything feels like it's going 100 miles an hour, and it actually isn't. But be, it's because you're invested in the characters and you're invested yeah. in the way they develop. It is natural. It is brilliant. Uh, Jason Bateman, I've always been a huge fan of. He plays Marty Bird. Laura Linney, I loved. Uh, yeah, she's uh, sorry, amazing. Truman Show and uh, Mothman Prophecy she was in. Love, actually. Fab, fab actress. Uh, Julia Garner was new, uh, new one for me. Uh, who yeah. plays uh, Ruth Langmore uh, yeah. and um, fa- fabulous? But Wyatt, Darlene, the, the, some fantastic actors in there. Peter Mullen is in there as uh, yeah. Jacob Snell uh, and uh, Janet McTeer, uh, an English actress. Um, uh, uh, she's in it as Helen, who's like a fixer for the drug cartel. It's it, it's a staggering. Staggering, yeah, great, great great. piece of great piece of television. If you've not caught it, get it, catch it. And I think it has been, it has kind of gone under the radar because outside of seeing it kind of pushed on Netflix when it first came out, um, I then haven't seen it anywhere else. I haven't seen it talked about, I've not seen any adverts for it. You know, it's not come up like on YouTube ads or anything like that, it's not come up on Instagram. Um, and I saw that and wasn't really sure about it and didn't try it and then somebody at work had said oh my god I watched like all of season one in like a day it's amazing you should watch it and I, then I watched it and I did exactly the same yeah. yeah great piece of television yeah it is it's fab it's very very good very good um, and yeah I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to next year already for when the next series comes out so yeah there you go that's that high praise I've just looked up the um, cast and director because I thought I should give them the dues. Oh, okay. It's, it's Alexa L. Fogel. Well, thank you, Alexa L. Fogel. Well done, Alexa L. Fogel. Yeah. Yes, so that was Ozark. That was Netflix. Yes, um, indeed. I'm going to skip over to um, rival streaming service, Amazon, for some of oh, yes. I've watched. Um, it's called... It's got a really snappy title. It's called LOL, Last One Laughing, Australia. Last One Laughing, Australia. Shouldn't that not yeah. be Lola? Shouldn't not be what? Lola. Um, maybe. Or is, Aust- is Australia f- in brackets? For branding purposes, lol. let's just say it's LOL. Okay. Very good. No, well, I think, I think that um, the idea is that it's, it's going to be there's going to be one in, in like, UK, one in America. Oh, you know, I think they're okay. looking to syndicate all over the place. Right, okay. And is this an entertainment show? Is it? A, what, what is it, a comedy show? What, what's it's a bit of a high-concept kind of thing. Oh, here we go, here um, we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's, there's, a, a, a like, a, a set-up room um, that's going to have, um, I think it's 11 comedians, 11 comedians in there. 11 comics and they're all in there together and they're all yeah. in there for six hours I think it is and they're monitored with cameras Big Brother style by the host who sits in another room looking at all the screens right. um, so the host of the program is Rebel Wilson um, oh, okay. so she watches all these um, comics in this in this room um, over this time on the different screens and the idea is that they have to be in there for the full six hours or be the last person standing in there um, 
when everybody else is gone and they can't smile and they can't laugh for right, the okay. duration. Um, okay. If somebody does that and she sees it, then she hits a button and then she goes into the room and um, then they show the infringement on a screen and then that person gets a yellow card. Okay. So if they then do it again, they get a red card and they get booted out. So right, the last right, person right. in there then has a, um, gets um, 100,000 Australian dollars. Okay. Um, which I think is about... I don't know, 70, 60 grand, 70 grand, something like that. Um, So it's, I think it's been put out weekly. Um, There's two episodes up there now. There might be a third one up up there today. I haven't looked. Um, They're all obviously Australian comedians. Yeah, yeah. They're obviously all very, you know, familiar to Australian viewers. Is Jim Um, Jeffries one of them or? No, he's not. No. No, they're not. They're not that level. <laughs> right. Okay. No, they're right. they're not. Um, they're not hosting live at the Apollo. They're coming right. on as a guest. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Perhaps first up. So um, that's not demean. That's not to demean their talents because you know they're obviously funny people. They do it for a living. Um, but yeah, just in terms of box office, they're you know. So anyway, um, I've watched the fir- I've watched the first two episodes, and the first episode was fine. A, a, a lot of that was kind of establishing the premise of the show right. and how it was all going to work technically. Um, yes. So you were pretty much halfway through the program before they started working properly. Uh huh. Um, yeah, yeah. What they've also got is they've got um they've got a Joker uh, card um, uh-huh. that they can play at any point. When somebody plays the Joker card, that means that they have everybody's undivided attention for three right. minutes. So oh, they've okay. got like um, they've got like almost like a tiny little stage with a curtain behind it, and the light shines on that. And then they've got three minutes basically to just do whatever they want, and everybody has to sit around and watch them. They can't be like walking off and having a drink and eating and all that kind of shit. Right. Okay. So you've got you've got a better chance of a better hit rate for when you play your Joker. Right, okay. So, in the first episode, um, a couple of people, I think three people, got um, got yellow cards because they kind of smirk, smiled, like stifled a, a laugh. Right. Uh, and it was because somebody had done something and then somebody had made a really quick comment about it. Oh, and it okay. just caught them unawares, and then they'd kind of tried to stifle a laugh, and then they got a yellow right, card. Right, yeah. Once they'd kind of got their heads round how the format was working, people just yeah. got more and more desperate in how in in doing things to make people laugh. So it stopped okay. really being about what people were saying. It was all right. about visual gags. Okay. Um, as a for instance, um, uh, Sam Simmons who. I've seen on UK TV. Um, he he's got. Um, I'm sure you've seen him. He's got uh, he's got a moustache, and he's got dark glasses, um, and he's bald, and but he wears a baseball cap 
um, he looks a little bit like a cartoon character, I guess. And he plays, he does play on that. Um, but he he used, he played his Joker, and he went out through the curtains, and then he played some music, and everybody had to sit there while this really slow kind of crescendo music was building up. And right. They were like, oh fucking hell, this is going to be really difficult because already I'm feeling like. Whatever he does, I'm going to start laughing when he comes through. Right, okay. So he'd brought a load of costumes with him. So bearing in mind, he's he's like this middle-aged guy, and it looks like he does. He um, he bursts through the curtains in just a very small pair of shorts and um, a, leather, a leather jacket with nothing on underneath it. But the leather okay. jacket had um, big silicone floppy cock and balls all over it, just like all <laughs> over it. And then what? he was—he 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 was pulling on him like he was milking a cow, and then and pulling a really serious face like he was really concentrating on what he was doing, okay. and doing like almost like a little space invader dance, and then he would like <laughs> occasionally suck one of the cocks. Oh, for God's this. sake! But obviously, everybody like nobody was laughing. Or obviously, everybody had a really stony face because that's what they were there for. And he yeah. just he did that for three minutes. Oh, that sounds desperate and awful. Yeah, and, no, and nobody nobody laughed. And then later on, um, he uh, he went off and he had another costume change. And bearing in mind, guessing again, again what he looked like, he looks like quite a, a portly, middle-aged, mustachioed bloke. Right, okay. He went off and he got changed and he got, got changed into... Um, uh, uh, you know, Home and Away, the soap opera. I remember it, yeah. Yeah, he got dressed up in one of the schoolgirls' outfits from Home and Away. Oh, God. Like, like you know, like those all-in-one checked things with like a little white collar on it. And like it was, a pinafore dress type thing. It's like a pinafore dress. It was really yeah, short, yeah. obviously, because it was made for a schoolgirl and not for a, 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 a like portly man. And um, he had a wig on, but obviously he's still got his moustache. And his glasses on, and then um, oh, God. he came out, and then he just sat in the living area with like his legs apart, oh. um, and then um, pretended that he was actually a schoolgirl from Home and Away, and then just talked about how we've been abused by various different char- various different oh, characters God. from Home and Away. Like he'd say, like, um, "Oh, I've just been into like Alf's shop, and I, I was reaching out for a tin of beans, and the next thing I know, he's put a finger up my ass." Oh, and it was all, it was all, Christ. it was all like that. <laughs> oh, and they God. were all just, they were all oh. like trying not to look at him. I think he did, he might have got somebody with that. Um, and then he put, um, and then he put a, a curly haired wig down his boxers so that all the hair was sticking out the side of his boxers while he was still wearing the schoolgirl outfit. Oh, and then he just, just kept sat there playing with this wig. Yeah, it was pretty. Um, it was pretty grim. <laughs> um, yeah, so the things that had actually got people into trouble, which were like the quite quick one-liners, no, everybody just seemed to give up on that completely. Right, okay, and it was all it was all just like that. It was like people falling over or wearing deaf costumes or okay stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so oh, that, oh. it was probably fu- it's probably fucking painful that second episode. I, oh god, I could. I, uh, wow, how long are the episodes? An hour or what are they? Yeah, probably about an hour, I reckon. 
I don't think I could yeah. do it, man. I don't think I could. I don't think I could put myself through it. They sound terrible. I it mean, sounds after, like yeah. After <sighs> a while, um, when I was watching like episode two, well, some parts of episode one, I thought, oh, I think at a lot of points I would have found it quite difficult to not laugh in some yeah. way because some things were funny. But then in episode two, I thought, if it's all going to be like this, it'd be an absolute piece of piss, because I haven't felt like laughing once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like an absolute breeze. This, the, Never mind six hours. They could all be still in there after six hours now. Um, and then what they're going to do. Um, yeah. So in the end, one person got booted out, um, and we're, I'm waiting for episode three now. Ah, so it's just whittling it down to the last person laughing. Yeah. Last one laughing. Right, yeah. okay. So um, I read a little bit just before, while we were um, setting up tonight, and yeah. um, apparently the format, the format has been done similarly somewhere else. I think it said in Mexico. Um, <laughs> but there, the format had a distinct difference in that the comedians all put their own share of the money into the pot and then Ooh. it was whoever was the winner collected everybody's oh, you know everything they could, which makes complete sense then yes indeed because yes, there indeed. was no there's no jeopardy really for the people who laugh and leave because they've got paid obviously for the appearance money on this program anyway yeah, they just haven't got the big bonus at the end. So exactly, so they just haven't got a big bonus, but they have got like ten weeks of being on the telly. So like, yeah. it doesn't really make yeah, a difference yeah. whether you're watching other comedians or whether you're in there. So that made sense. That's what it really needed. It really needed them to say you can be on this program, but you're all going to have to chip in, you know, seven grand or whatever. Yeah, fucking hell! Imagine that though. Yeah. It's, so that was like um, a... that was lol. That... Last one laughing Australia. All right. And, and and presumably no canned laughter, no laughter no, at all in certain no. parts. Right, no laughter okay. at all, and that was that's yeah, that's one of the weird things because um, it's kind of like we're going to talk about things that have got tonal issues later on. But, yes, um, that again, that had a tonal issue. It was like they hadn't thought, what if it's not funny. <laughs> because never occurred to him there's lots of points where um, they weren't lots of them weren't even trying to be funny what they were trying to do was avoid a situation where somebody might inadvertently make them laugh so they would yeah, just yeah, walk of off to the fridge and get something to eat and have yeah, a drink yeah, yeah, yeah. and go sit down and da 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 and so there would be periods where there would be maybe like six of them who were just basically just in each other's company. But right. it was worse than watching somebody just being in each other's company because you knew that they weren't going to be doing anything that would, might make each other laugh. Oh, God. And it was like nobody had thought, right, well, what do we do at this point then? Or else it's not going to be funny. Yeah, of course. That's going to grind And it's not like yeah. Big Brother where they're all living with each other. You're not. Going oh, to are get, they not? You're not going to get an argument because they're only in there for six hours. So there's, right, um, okay. in through the curtains, they've got like um, like a locker room, and it's got like a toilet and a shower and somewhere where for, for them to store their stuff. So like somebody brought out a musical instrument and started singing songs about everybody, um, and then other people have brought costumes in and some people brought props in. Um, right. But they are only in there for six six hours, so uh, it like it doesn't feel like anybody's thought. 
there's going to be a lot of downtime yeah. in this. It's like they've yeah. just thought, oh, they're all going to be doing their stand-up sets at yeah, each other. Be, they'll be hilarious. Yeah, but obviously that's not going to happen. Fucking hell. <laughs> right, so that's Amazon Prime, is it? Amazon oh, Prime. Amazon rather. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to give it I'm going to give it another go. I'm going to see where okay. it goes. Just out of morbid fascination at this point. Well, yes, indeed. Um but yeah, there are, there are like maybe two people who are potentially two or three people who are potentially funny. Um we've okay. just not really seen enough of them yet. Right, okay. Potentially yeah. funny doesn't sound good, does it? Oh yeah, they've not they've not reached anywhere near potentially yeah. funny. No, no, no. 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 Rebel Wilson's an odd choice for yeah the host yeah. as well because um, she's not bringing a great deal to the party. I'll be honest. No, with you. I can't. I can't say as I found. I mean, I, I quite liked her little cameo in um, in Bridesmaids. Yes, it's quite funny as the weird sister of Matt Lucas in Bridesmaids. Uh, and I haven't seen the um, oh, what's the 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 singing the singing. You haven't seen any of those films. I yeah, no, so she, I mean, she's she's quite. Um, I mean, she's good in in them. I think as a comic actress, she's she has got good timing. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's an odd. In fairness to her, it's an odd format. Yeah. So far. Is it just on the on the whole comedy actress thing? It's a funny. You know, there are there are some, um, and this happens. This seems to happen more with. I mean, I suppose it's maybe a, a, a st- um, comment on uh, the bias, gender bias in in uh, in cinema. But um, you know, Kristen Wiig uh, and yeah. Melissa McCarthy, mm-hmm. um, two very very funny women, yeah, uh, only ever seem to be given vehicles for one particular strand of their talent. Yeah. So you know, so. Um, Melissa McCarthy has played, uh, you know, klutzy, either foul-mouthed or, um, you know, uh, awkward um, man-children, you know, uh, woman-children. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Uh, And and Kristen Wiig is this sort of hesitant, nervous, well-meaning boob, I guess. And, And it's... And... You know, and and I've seen quite a few of their films because I really like them, and and it frustrates me. I haven't seen Can You Ever Forgive Me, and I really want to see it because that apparently is um, yeah, yeah. And she I'm got an Oscar nomination, yeah, uh, for that I think. But um, you know, I've seen a lot of um, Melissa McCarthy's movies and and also Kristen Wiig's films, and they have just ended up peddling the same gig, and it's not. I can't imagine it's them. Um, yeah. Well, didn't Kristen Wiig? Didn't she write? She wrote Bridesmaids, didn't she? Uh, she and the actress who um, uh, she's only in it uh, uh, for one scene on the plane flight to Vegas. Uh, she's the woman who said, "I had a dream last night. This plane crashed. You were in the dream." She's just, that's, oh yeah. So yeah, she yeah. and Kristen Wiig made, wrote the film together. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, she did. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it, it's not surprising that they have to resort to. I suppose resort to writing their own stuff is a bit, it's a bit, bit of an odd thing to say. But Kristen Wiig's best material has come from herself, yeah, yeah, and and, and her co-writer. Um, yeah, yeah. It does show there's there's a real paucity of f- comic female writers out there, isn't it? That yes, have been indeed. used, I should say. Yeah, I was going to say there will be out there. 
but uh, you know, just a yeah. matter of finding the right balance. Uh, I think um, just giving people a try, isn't it? And if well, and is. if like now is the ideal time with the various streaming services and the kind of glut of money that they all seem to have. Yes, it's indeed. the perfect time to try something experimental instead of giving fucking Adam Sandler another twenty-five million for him to take all his mates abroad to make another fucking film for Netflix. <laughs> they should splash some of that cash on on some of these female performers, shouldn't they? Mm. And female yes. writers. Although I did see the start of the most recent uh, Adam Sandler, uh, the um, where wrong he plays the Missy. What's that? The wrong Missy. No, no, no. The uh, one, must, maybe it was the one before that. Then the one about the diamond, the uncut gems. That it was called uncut gems. Oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. By the Safdie that's, brothers. That's supposed to be good, though, isn't it? Fucking hell! I mean, the first twenty-five minutes, I thought, no, I want to save this and watch it with somebody because it's properly like tense, really tense. Uh, I, I, yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, but the difference uh, so. there, though, is that um, that wasn't that wasn't the uh, Netflix saying, "Oh, go make another Adam Sandler movie," was it? No. That was them making a movie, and they picked him. It, the problem seems to arise when they give <laughs> Adam Sandler's. Is it? Is it? I can't remember what his. What his uh, uh, Happy Madison. Happy Madison. So when they give Happy Madison all this money, and he just takes all his mates on holiday and yes, films indeed. it, and films yeah, them yeah, dicking yeah. around. <laughs> it's like, oh come on, yeah. just just do all you have to do is just not make two of those films. And then use that money <laughs> to, make, to make to have a go with good. some other stuff. Yeah, it, it does bother me. It puzzles me as well. I mean, you know, you'd say most actors have at least one good performance in them. Otherwise, how would they be? You know, and and yet, and you give them a good script. Adam Sandler, clearly a talented man. Give him a good script, fantastic. Give him a bad script, and his worst excesses come out. Yeah, I mean, there there are some films I've never watched. Little Nicky. I can't. No, I've seen no. clips of it. It just makes me want to shit blood. Um, yeah. I, yeah. So you know. But uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, um, so what else have we been watching? Well, we both you and I had a look at the football, didn't we? Oh yeah. Such a fucking weird experience that is now, isn't it? <laughs> well, I mean, it's on the radio as as we we, we started talking about this when we were. Um, before we started recording, but on the on the radio, it does sound like um, you're a little kid and you've been made to go and watch a bunch of six formers play in the sports hall, uh, play badminton or basketball or something like that. You get those that echoey sound of a, of an empty or crowdless room with a bunch of voices going, "Here, oh, over here, to me," and yeah. uh, and it's 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 really odd. And Sky Sky TV. Uh, decided to for the TV, uh, you know, for the for the viewing pleasure, um, add crowd noise, simulated crowd noise, yeah, to the uh, to the whole experience, which is which is peculiar, I think. Now you said you uh, was it one of the games that they'd got? I had heard that somebody before before it all started, somebody was gonna pipe that in, uh, actually live in a ground. They were gonna have a load of sound effects. And try and kind of cue it up so it went up with the kind of action, right. um, so that it didn't sound off kilter like a load of people suddenly cheering when it had just gone out for a throw in or something. They were going mean, to like do it live in that stadium. In that there's, stadium, there's something in that. There's something in that. But obviously, if you've got a DJ 
uh, they'd have to be a neutral DJ. He'd have to come as part of the referee and the linesman team, wouldn't he? Because otherwise, you know, if, you had, <laughs> yeah. if you went to a ground uh, like Villa and you had a, a Villa DJ, it'd just be Villa, 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 you know, it'd be all that yeah. kind of thing. So you'd have to have, um, it'd be like Fatboy Slim versus Amon Van Helden. You know, Fatboy Slim in his Brighton top. I don't know Amon Van Helden fucking support. He's not even in. But, you know, imagine it would be Brighton versus, and he was Wolves or whatever. So you'd get yeah. DJs at either ends of the ground. Be you know, socially distanced. Oh, it'd be amazing. Use, but mixing, as well as mixing in uh, crowd noises and bringing things up and bringing them down, fat beats as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, see, yeah. This, is part of the, this is part of my issue with it. So the BBC have either you know followed suit with Sky or they you know they've they've uh, picked up the the uh, on the PA most most PAs at uh, football grounds uh, aren't aren't that good though so how, how you'd get the sound mix anyway mm. so they've either done that um, or they've followed Sky's lead and um, and I just I just think what they've done is a bit safe me you know yeah. it's like canned laughter. In, in a sitcom, you know, football is is an entertainment. Uh, not always, as we as we know to our fucking cost. Certainly yeah. not the Rovers. Um, and uh, you know, so so because of that, I think that they they missed a trick. I think they missed a trick. They don't just go with the obvious sounds. Go with a different sound. You know, uh, John Carpenter, for instance. You, you, if you, if you, if you took a, uh, an exact, you know, rather than having just the crowd noise, you might have the crowd noise, and underneath the crowd noise, there'd be a synth wash. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know, so you, you've got the commentator, you know, um, Guy Mowbray or whoever, uh, going through the match, and that. Crowd noise and every so often, boom, 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 boom. That'd be, I'd, I'd fucking love that. So, so you know, and you could pick, you could pick any genre. Keystone Cops, yeah, you know that kind of fast, ding, 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 piano music. You know, like, like silent films. You'd have the top of the table teams would all be haggling over who was going to get John Williams, wouldn't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Or, or Hans Zimmer. Or uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, no, because Hans Zimmer's would all be. Bah, bah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd get. Oh, you'd get. <laughs> Crimson Tide style, Hans Zimmer. You know that kind of militaristic, aggressive. Um, but yeah, um, Danny Elfman. <laughs> Fantastic! I'd love it. I'd love it. I also, yeah. if you could socially distance, I mean, they did it for the Queen's birthday, didn't they? With the with the royal guards who were all two meters apart, in you know, uh, yeah. And um, uh, so, if you could do that and put them, put two orchestras in the stands, you know, one in, you know, a Wolves kit, yes. one in, you know, a Burnley kit, and they'd be playing away, playing the music conducted by, you know, I mean. <laughs> Fucking John Williams, yeah. I think though it's it's all set up for um, there being a mic'd up jazz band, a modern jazz band, um, because they're they're all kind of free form, aren't they? And they yeah, go yeah. with the feeling of what's going on. They could just like wing it all the way through, couldn't they? Well, They're like whiplash. Either that, either that or the um, you know the old style uh, silent 
pianists, uh, not silent pianists, silent movie pianists. <laughs> yeah, silent yeah. pianists just sitting there next to a fucking box, no piano strings. <laughs> <in his room. laughs> what are you? I'm a silent pianist. Fantastic. No, silent movie pianists. You know, cause yeah, because they, they, you know, my um, my mum's grandma, who I obviously never met. Well, I say obviously, I made it, but I didn't. Um, she used to do that. That was one of her jobs. Oh, no and, way. And when my mum was a little kid, she has really fond memories of her pl- sitting at a piano and, like, telling a story and, like, and then ac- accompanying the herself. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, uh, yeah, that, so you'd have to be... Um, oh, yeah. That'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> I suppose, though, as well, if if you'd have to have no bias because otherwise it would always be sinister, minor yeah. chords, wouldn't it, when the other yeah. team... <laughs> <laughs> You know, you'd be playing fucking, you know, the Imperial Mart. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Back to John Williams again. But when, uh, yeah, you know, it's... when you watch it on the uh, on Sky or on I don't think I've I've not seen BBC, but I have seen some of the Sky coverage. Um when you watch it and it's got the crowd noises on, you can't get away from the fact that they're mentally I can't think oh it's just crowd noises. All the time I'm thinking, this is recorded crowd noises. There's nobody there. Well, it's and, it now, and for me, it feels like it feels like I'm stood behind somebody who's sat on a sofa and they're playing FIFA, and I'm just watching them. <laughs> I kept there, expecting yeah, to hear an like quality to it. That's you know, point. like the commentators saying occasionally saying the, the, the exact same phrase. You know, like you're getting yeah. FIFA. Yeah, I love... Do you know, before... When FIFA... Um, well, the, I, I don't know which came first, actually. I think I think Pro Evo... Did Pro Evo come, come yeah, first? Yeah, maybe. I know the first one was Sensible Soccer, but the, I had a copy of Pro Evo. I mean, Pro Evo t- it was the one with um, the referee, Pierluigi Colina, on yeah. the front, uh, <laughs> yeah. pointing. And um, <laughs> on that one, they had not licensed the names to, of some of the players. Yeah. Or... They, or it got to the point where Peter Brackley, the commentator, just couldn't be fucking bothered. <laughs> and I was playing, I was I was being Cameroon. Uh, and it was Cameroon against, I don't know, England. I can't remember. And like England were getting players, sometimes it was their names or some close, close names, you know, like yeah. Shirker rather than Alan Shearer. <laughs> it, wasn't, it was Shirker. But like Cameroon, it was like number four. To <laughs> yeah. number seven, to number twenty. Oh, good shot there by number twenty. It was fucking hell. Names for God's sake. Yeah, yeah. I remember playing many a game where there, it was just the numbers. Yeah, it's oh, like that's that not bit, really adding it, anything, is it? Yeah, it's like that bit in Ben Hur. They all give Ben Hur, you know, the numbers. Row, row forty-one. Row forty-one. Kick the ball, number twenty. Very strange. Very strange. It's like the early days of football commentary where it was all on the radio and they had it on a grid. How on the grid, yes, and back to square one. <laughs> Peterson plays it forward to square seven. That, that, do you know, that to me would have been a fucking nightmare. Yeah, yes. Yeah. You know, publishing in the Radio Times a grid and going, oh, right, oh they're there. Oh, right, it's there. It was, no, no good for me. No good. Fucking hell, no. Not when, not when some people are playing like a 40-yard diagonal. <laughs> Steven Gerrard yeah Steven Gerrard has hit a ball from uh, square 7 square 32 now what <laughs> <Yeah>. wow 
yeah. yeah, it's an odd. It is an odd, an odd I experience. Watching try it, yeah. Do you know the the best synergy between the radio times and the radio was when Derek Jarman's Blue, the film Derek J- uh, Blue, yeah, um, which was all about him losing his eyesight. Uh, I think as a result of being HIV positive. All right. And the film itself is just a blue screen. It doesn't change. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah. So it's not a different colour, but it's just a blue screen. And they played it on Radio 4, and the Radio Times printed an entirely blue page. Oh, nice. So that yeah. you could have the experience watch along. Yeah. of watching a magazine. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so football. Yeah, I mean... Uh, you want to be a cynic about it, you could say it is just a uh, joyless, money-making enterprise. Uh, maybe it is. I don't know. I love my football, so I've quite enjoyed watching the games again. Um, and the, I guess the fascinating thing for me, with, with no crowds within, the, um, whatever we can hear at home, no crowds within the grounds, it has, I suppose, meant that home advantage isn't as big a deal. Yeah, well, this is why they should um, they should have let them put their own music on and their own yeah. sound effects on because they could have. Oh, I'm not. I'd have enjoyed it if they'd have been completely biased, like a load of uplifting stuff, a load of uplifting music, went for the home team and and all that kind of stuff. And then as soon as the away team scores, then nothing. You turn everything off. It's just complete silence. <laughs> just just hollow hand claps. Oh, could you just have a rap battle? I think a rap battle would be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> what between the managers? Oh, even better. Yeah, coach the managers now to yeah, miss each other to rhythm. That'd be amazing. <laughs> what with Sean Dyche on there, guy? Yeah, Sean... yeah. Cunt <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that'd be it, wouldn't it? Yeah. Sean Dyche. Yeah. I'm Alan Pardew. I'm a bit wily. <laughs> Come over here and I'll knock you over. That didn't rhyme, did it? No, try again, Alan. Try again. Go, go again, go again. I'm Alan Pardew. What rhymes with Pardew? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I'm Alan Pardew, so sod you. Yeah, no, forget football. Let's. We should have just sacked this season off. Forget all about it. Cancelled it. Started again. That's Do you think? What I think. Do you think? Well, given given Hull City's fucking position, yes. Oh, I think we should have all. sacked it yeah. all off. That is a disaster. Do you know? And it, the fact it, that it I is... work with a load of Liverpool fans, I think we should definitely have just forgot all about it. Oh, that's awful, though. I mean, God, they've had such a brilliant season. They've had such a brilliant season. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, to, to have it taken away, that would be, you know, you could imagine all the fans of all the rival teams, particularly Manchester United fans, going, oh, yeah. I suspect even now that somebody went, yeah, but what a normal season, was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it's got a little asterisk next to it, that one. Of course it has. Yeah, Corona season. Yeah. Yeah. You can have that one. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's not yeah. a good one. You can have it. Yeah, nobody wanted to win that one anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Plague season. Plague season. Um, yeah. So, but it's a weird one because you know, like I think the the playoffs were played tonight for League Two. Um, Northampton versus Cheltenham, and Exeter. I can't remember Exeter were playing. They won anyway. Um, so, so that they would, you know. And I guess all the other League Two teams must have voted because they all voted Leagues One and Two to stop the season there and then. Uh, so I suppose you know that's fair enough. The people who are in the playoff positions get to have the playoffs, and the teams who are in the automatic promotion 
positions yeah. get to be promoted. The relegated teams have to go down and so on and so forth. But it just seems to me to be quite, you know... How can you do that, it's, though? It's I know it's awful. Well, I mean, Leeds and West Brom, right? Leeds and West Brom, yeah. they've come back and they're, they're playing to a finish this, the championship season. Whether yeah. for you know for good or ill, if they'd have stopped the season, would they have gone up, or would you have declared it all null and void and start again the following season, or would you have had a twenty-two team Premier League for a couple of seasons, then phased them down again? You know, yeah. it, it's it's a fascinating one. Uh, but but um, the guy who runs the uh, post office in Thorn, where I live, um, he's a massive a whole city fan. Oh yeah, uh, him and his son the season ticket holders and they yeah, go to the yeah. KC every other week well they were doing uh, and um, you know I was saying to him do you think do you think they ought to have uh, and he went no no end the season now <laughs> yeah. went, but what about Leeds he went yeah what about Leeds fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah well yeah so yeah I, d- I didn't realise the rivalry between Hull and Leeds was so strong I don't know where where that comes from well because they're Leeds, aren't they? <laughs> Scum. Well, I suppose Leeds are. Yeah, they've 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 not made a lot of friends. I don't suppose in the football no, uh, fraternity. Not along the way. No, no. But I've always I've always uh, because they're a Yorkshire side. I want I want them to go up. Uh, yeah, I do. The only but time then, they were um, approaching likability was yeah. um, David O'Leary's boys. Ah, they're good boys. They're good lads. They're good set of lads. You couldn't hate them they're... because they were all like between the ages of six and nine, weren't they? <laughs> they're a lovely set of lads. I get yeah. them all lollipops at the interview. <laughs> yeah. They're, 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 you know, some of them are crying at half time because of the scrapes, but they all go back on the field. They're, they're good lads. They're good lads. They're strong lads. They're good lads. <laughs> Yeah, but those days are gone. So no, back to not liking him. Although okay. um, I do like, I do like their manager. Oh yes, Bielsa, great. You can't great not guy. like him, can you? Oh no, I mean making footballers litter pick and do community yeah. service, basically. Yeah. And say because, and he says to her, you know, because the people who pay your wages who come and see you every week, this is what they do. Go yeah. and do what they do. Yeah. I mean, fantastic. Yeah. Superb. Yeah, he's got a broader philosophical approach to the whole thing, hasn't he? Rather than it just being football, because let's face it, he doesn't need to do what he's doing, does he? He could just he could just bugger off back home. Can't be that much fun for him being in fucking Leeds, can it? <laughs> well, as I know, Leeds is all right. Although the one-way system's a fucking nightmare. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I hate yeah. driving around yeah. Leeds. I hate. Oh it. no, I'm driving back past the fucking railway station again. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ! How many times do I have to come past that fucking garage in the middle of a roundabout? <laughs> Fuck it! I think I don't think it's there anymore. Actually, it was near the West Yorkshire Playhouse. There was a fucking garage. You'd get on it, and then yeah. Christ Almighty! Oh, brilliant! Yeah. I can get some petrol, and I'll never get off. Uh, and every time you go past it, you think I should have taken a right there. I should have taken a right there. And then the third time you do take the right, and then you're like, Where am I now? Where am yeah. I now? Yeah. Why am I going uphill? Why am I going uphill? Where's this fucking hill come yeah. from? Yes. It is It is like driving around a somebody's fucking Lego set that they're taking yeah. apart and putting back yeah. together as you drive. Yeah. Oh, no, I think I'm on the right road now. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm back on the motorway. Fucking yeah. hell. <laughs> yeah. Is this the ring road? No, this it is the ring. No, it isn't the ring road. No, it is. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know where I am. Hang on, that's the Yorkshire Post building. That was back there. This is impossible. <laughs> fucking Leeds. Oh, fuck it. I'm just going to park under this bridge and then walk. 
<laughs> it's a Rotherham. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Um, anyway, anyway, back on to yes. viewing. Yes, back on to viewing. Um, do, do you want to talk about um, Banshee? Yes, we're both up to episode three now. Uh, I watched it the other night, and it was um, an interesting third episode. Uh, would yeah. you say it's like the people who were working on the first two episodes were having a break? And they got somebody else in to do it. <laughs> yeah, someone who used to write for Dukes of Hazard. Um, yeah, just went to shit, didn't it? It really did. It really did. It was. Um, it started prom- promisingly. You know that the the big the big bad guy, that uh, the the, uh, the ex Amish guy, um, had organised a boxing match with a former local uh, a local boy turned good, um, promoting a uh, casino. Um, that looked shit. It was, yeah. it was really, you know, but it was it was run by the Native American community, um, and they were I trying to get some kind of land was, deal through. Whether it was intentionally shit, it was you know like just just badly put together. I, yeah, me neither. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure, but um, yeah. So that so um, I suppose that. The thing that the thing that bothered me, and I'm, I'm sure it bothered you, was the the conclusion of the episode. Mm. Set the scene for us, Rich. Is there a way of talking about it without talking about it? Uh, no, <laughs> no, there is not. Not for me. Sorry, no. I'm I'm, I'm in. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> All right. Okay, no. then you go for it. There's a darker side to the mixed martial artist who's come back to town. Um, He's um, sexually violent to a local, and it's not very nice. It's not a very nice scene at all. Um, and um, because of that, and because, as we know in Banshee, uh, and if you haven't seen it, this will spoil nothing for you to learn that the sheriff of the town of Banshee, oh, of, of Banshee County, is actually an ex-con who has just taken on the role as a way of hiding and staying close to a woman he loves and so on and so forth. But he's a criminal, so he doesn't do things in a conventional, law-abiding way. No. Uh, And with that in mind, he goes to the casino um, and calls him out in front of a couple of his deputies um, and then proceeds to have a a ten-minute-long fist fight with him that nobody tries to stop and it's, no. it's, you know, I mean, again, you talk about a suspension of disbelief. And in the previous episode at the rave, there are things that happened at the rave that couldn't possibly happen. Yeah. Um, you know, but I went along with it because yeah. I like the characterization. I like the actor. Going along with it. All good. All good. This episode finished with a guy who's a mixed martial arts world champion having a fist fight with a sheriff, uh, ex-con, who has been having in- insecurity dreams all the way through it about being beaten up in prison. So clearly he's not very good at fighting. Who suddenly beats the world champion at mixed martial yeah, arts, yeah. but beats him in a really gross and grotesque way. Yeah. And nobody stops him. And everybody just watches. But they don't watch and react. Nobody's going, oh, Jesus, oh, Christ. Nobody's wading in there. Nobody's stopping it. Everyone's no. just going, oh. Standing stock still and saying, fuck yeah. all. Yeah. You can see him looking concerned, though, in the background. But that's as much kind of 
as they get yeah. up to, isn't it? Yeah, that yeah. But that it's like PS2 level graphics, isn't it? They're just yeah, yeah. You know, fill the screen with people. What are they? Yeah. They're essentially just blobs, pink blobs. Yeah. Don't let them yeah. do much because it takes yeah. up too much processing power. They're just, like just... um, they're like the characters that you might see in um, a rally game that are bystanders <laughs> watching as you go through a stage. <laughs> yeah. Just hear the odd woo and some applause. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, yes. But there it's not a program as you as like that you can pick up from episode one and episode two. It's not a program really that should be trying to handle issues of sexual violence in a in a sensitive way mm, <laughs> either, no. is it? Um no. But it has done like the kind of like fist fighty violence in a quite entertaining way previous to that in the first two episodes. But yeah. it just completely just seemed to lose go off the rails with episode three. It was bonkers. It was it was it was just it made no sense at all. No. It, yeah. No. The other thing as well is, and I'm pretty sure I might be wrong, that um the female officer mm. uh who went along with him to arrest or uh, you yeah. know, and then end up having a fist fight with. I'm yeah. sure she had a taser on her belt. Yeah. She may not have done, but fucking hell. You know, whilst it indicated that she is, she has the potential to uh, look the other way in matters of sexual violence, uh, you know, against women. Yeah. There comes a point where 10 minutes into a massive fight. Yeah. Someone's just going to go, can we just knock them both out? Yeah. Just, you know. Yeah. yeah well, I, mean, but... I mean, anything. any Like, just people just diving in there and just pulling them apart. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, um, no, there was there was none of that while this guy was, like, committing what, like, attempted murder at the time. Yeah. Um, no, we're just going to watch. <laughs> just going to well, watch it. Was, it. it was ridiculous because he said, uh, you're under arrest. And he says, oh, you're going to arrest me then? Come on, then. Go up and arrest me. And, and he... And the and you know the sheriff came up on stage to arrest him, and took off his shirt like he was clearly going to have a yeah. fight with him. It was just ah, uh, no awful, yeah. yeah, awful. I think that might be the end of my banshee viewing. Well, I'm going to give it another couple of episodes because I've been watching it with Lou, who's um, uh, we watch we've been watching it. Um, uh, she's in Willoughby near Hull your old yeah. stamping ground yeah. and I'm here and uh, we've been watching it at the same time we text each other ah, right, uh, okay. so and it's and it's lovely and I, lo- I love it yeah and, you know, yeah that is so a good way of viewing that's it. been yeah. that's been fun um, yeah. so I'll I'll um, we'll either f- or we'll find something else to watch but um, I used to do that with a mate of mine from Truck as well Kate who now lives in the North East we were watching What If um, that's yeah. the Rene Zellweger thing on Netflix holy yeah. shit at some point, we have to do yeah, something about yeah. what if. Yeah. It's, it is fucking, it's mental. It's, it's yeah. terrible. It's I'll terrible. I'll watch one for next yeah. week. I've not seen any of it yet. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking madder than fucking tits on a frog. It's fucking <laughs> just nuts. <laughs> it's, it really is nuts. Um, and, and, and Kate and I have been watching that, but I think Kate might have just gone, no, it's, it's not enough for me. I can't, I can't deal with this yeah. anymore. Um, and I'd done that for a long time, and then and then Lou said she was going to do it, which was brilliant. Uh, we watched Gans of London together as well, which was lovely. Ah, yeah. Uh, so uh, and she listens to us. So hey Lou, how you doing? Hey Hello. Lou. Yeah. So there you go. Right now, 
Um, your turn. What, it's time uh, for the it's time for the film club. Oh yes, and it's film time club. for our film club music. Weak points. Film, nineteen seventy. That was that was mental. That music's oh, mental. God. <laughs> I can now see Michael Rod with his hair like a play person or a Lego yeah. man. It was always yeah. the same, shiny. It was the, the studio lights, and it, he always had a, a V-neck on. Yeah, um, I think possibly the same logo as uh, Ronnie Corbett's V-neck when he used to tell his stories in the chair. So maybe oh, there see, were golfing I can, pals. I, I can see him in a suit. I feel, Michael Rod. I feel, yeah, I feel like I can see him oh. in a suit. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting maybe, him mixed up. Maybe he mixed it up. Maybe he was yeah. a bit of a. Fashion I used to get him. I tell you what. I used to get him mixed up with my, uh, with John Craven. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and 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 though they don't look a fucking bit alike. No, they don't. But uh, they not, had um, a very similar demeanour, though, didn't they? They did. Also, saying John Craven makes me makes me want to go. Oh yeah. <laughs> The end that of was, news round. That was another great piece of music. I'll pop that in here now. This is what news round music sounded like. Brilliant. Love that awesome. music. Awesome. Right, so we've we've dealt with 1970. Yes. You know, when you could buy three pints of milk for a penny and and you know uh, and and the crisps were maybe one flavour and there was only two channels and it ended at eight. Yeah. Fuck knows what I'm talking about. Um, well, and do you 19, know what? Next, 1970 was the year of the power cuts, wasn't it? 73, I think. The oh, power cuts, that's... Um, yeah, because during the minor strike, wasn't it? Under Heath. It was the year of the Heath election. Uh, yeah, the right. only election that Harold Wilson lost. Um, 1970, the year of the Mexico World Cup. Uh, the first yeah. Mexico World Cup. Pelé and, and all that. Mm. What else happened in 1970? Um, we were born... We were born. Patton won the Best Picture Oscar, uh, but, but we didn't neither watch of that. us chose Patton. <laughs> neither of us chose Patton. No, I, I have um, seen Patton, um, and at the time I thought it was just too long and too boring. Okay, fair enough. I've it never probably wasn't. Patton. I was probably just too young to take it on well, board. But speaking of long and boring, Rich, do you want to start? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I had a, another film that was lauded in 1970. It was, it was. Uh, I watched A Man Called Horse with um, starring Richard Harris. So Richard Harris plays the part of John Morgan, who is an English aristocrat who's just basically taking some time to bum around America. Um, but he's bumming in a very English aristocratic <laughs> way. Not, not like that. It's literally bumming. He's bumming. He's just rogering his way across America. Oh um, dear. He's um, he's he's on a we we catch up with him when he's on a shooting a shooting expedition. Oh okay. In, in what is then the Wild West, and he's oh, okay. with um, he's with a couple of people who were there to kind of escort him around, a little bit like Sherpas, I guess. Um, oh, right. And they're they're there to kind of guide him through the wilderness and yeah. show him where the best places to hunt and all this kind of stuff is. Okay. Um, and then he's, um, their encampment is uh, attacked by some Sioux 
native Sioux tribe, Native American. I have struggled with what 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 the best terminology is. Native, the Sioux people, Native Americans. Yeah. Um. So they kill the two like Sherpas, and they capture um John Morgan. I think largely because he looks so odd to them. He's very tall, very pale, blonde. Um, right, okay. His whole demeanour and everything about him is really odd. So they capture him instead okay. of killing him, um, basically with a view to just humiliating him for their own fun, which they do. And then through a various turns of events <laughs> that are drawn out of what seems like about five days in real time, <laughs> um, he kind of falls in love with the people and the culture of this oh, right. Sioux okay. tribe. And he, he earned like, their respect. He likes the, the kind of honour and hierarchy that they, they have and how their honours earned and how they're brave and, and all this kind of thing. Uh, he seems to overlook the bits where, like one of them, they go on one of these things and one of the, one of the hunting party gets killed. And so because he gets killed, then his wife has to give all the rest of the tribe all of their belongings. She has to share out all of their belongings that they've they've had. And then they um, tear apart her teepee that she's been living in, and she basically just dies then because oh. she's got nobody to look after her. Um, okay. And she's got no home and no possessions or anything. Right. But that seems to be all right. That seems to be fine. Yeah, he, do, yeah, he doesn't worry about that. He's all right Brilliant. with that. But as an English aristocrat, I think he probably enjoyed that. Yeah, I'm sure That he was did. probably right up his strata, wasn't it? <laughs> um, <laughs> so he then earns his place amongst the tribe by... They go off and they're like picking flowers or something, fruit or whatever. And... Um, Another tribe, a rival tribe, attacks some of their people and he jumps in and he he kills some of them. And part right. of it is that they um they scalp um their enemies and he kills a couple of people with a knife and then he scalps one of them and then they're like, Oh yeah, now you're one of us and he gets okay. welcomed into the tribe. And right. he really fa- he really fancies one of the um one of the girls in the tribe. Wants her to be his wife, so he gets a lot right. of stuff to trade, like a horse or something, and goes, Oh, to her dad, here you can have this horse, and now can I have your daughter? And he's like, No, not yet. Um, so this this gets to the bit where he wants he obviously wants to become part of the tribe and he wants to have this woman as his, as his wife, but he has to go through a ritual, which is the bit where we talked about last week, where you know you said oh, it's got something to do with the nipples. That's it's all right. in the playground talks about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the nipples, yeah. the nipples. No. So, um, so as part of the ceremony, they, they go into this enormous tent, huge, yeah. huge tent, and all the um, the warriors of the tribe are in there, uh, yeah, yeah. and they're. Um, he goes into the middle and he has to do this like speech or whatever. And then um, one of the elders of the tribe comes along and he puts what look like um, two bits of sharpened bone into his chest under his skin. Right. Okay. Into, into like both his pectoral chest parts. There. Right, okay. Right. And he puts like um, 
like the claw, the talons from like a bird of prey, a large bird of prey, into his chest as well. And then okay. through the ceiling of the, through the centre of the of the tent that they're in, they yeah. lower down two bits of rope, and the rope loops onto these things that are in his chest, and then they hoist him up oh, by geez. his chest. Right. By these things in his chest. And then, as if that isn't bad enough, they leave him there. But as if that isn't bad enough, then they, they'll hit him with stuff that spins him round on these bits of rope. So it obviously pulls at his chest. Um, and then, um, after a while, I think he passes out. And then they lower him <laughs> down. And he's passed the test then. Brilliant. Um, the nipple test. He's passed the nipple he's test. He's passed the nipple test. And then he right. can go um, have this woman as his wife. Oh, okay. Um, so he goes and gets the woman as his wife. And then um, she uh, takes her top off um, and then rubs her boobs on him for a bit <laughs> in a tent. Does um, she put any kind of like Savlon on just to like... So she can use her boobs as a as a no. healing thing. No. no, she's a bit glistening anyway, but I think oh. that's more just to do with the aesthetics of it rather than okay anything else. It's um, not so TCP or she's no, not got a Dettol no. solution. No, nothing. I don't think so. No, I think it just makes her boobs look nice. Okay, so fine. Um, she rubs her boobs on, and then um, <laughs> you don't see anything else. But then she's pregnant. Oh wow! Well, um, okay, yeah. Um, Oh, so, it's crazy Native Americans. Then, um, then they get attacked by uh, another rival tribe, which I Iroquois. think is, I think is pay, payback for earlier events. Oh, okay. Um, and they run rampant through the um, through the encampment and kill a lot of people. Um, and they kill the chief uh, of the Sioux tribe. Mm. So then uh, it it falls to you know John Morgan to organise shit. So he gets gets all um, a lot of the tribesmen with their uh, bows and arrows, and yeah. he puts them in like a British military formation. Um, so it's like two ranks of bowmen archers. Oh right, okay. You know, the first line is is kneeling down, and then the ah. other ones are stood up behind him. Right, and then okay. they wait until these these other tribe run onto him, and then he goes right fire, and they give off these volleys of arrows, decimate them. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. and then um, then they chase them all away. Um, but during that, the um, chief uh, of this rival tribe he sees what's going on, and he sees um, John Morgan's misses, and he thinks I'm having a piece of that. So he rides down on his own, and. Um, he picks up John Morgan's missus and chucks her on his horse. And right. then John Morgan um, tries to stop him and the, his missus falls off the horse. And then he, he kills the rival tribe fella. Um, but then his wife is ill and she dies and she's pregnant. And she doesn't, oh. doesn't have the baby either. Oh, right. Okay. So then he becomes the chief of the tribe because he's the next... For some reason, I don't know how it's he's jumped up all the levels during this. Yeah, two. He's like two skirmishes later. He's the next in line to be the head of the tribe. Right. I've okay. No idea why. What all these? There's fucking hundreds of them in this tent before. 
who'd obviously been there <laughs> since they were born. There's loads of them, absolutely loads yeah. of them. There's about four people that hoisted him up on his tits. So what happened to them? <laughs> how, how, I mean, how incompetent were all them lot? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but so anyway, he became the head of the tribe, and then right, okay. he, he he got them all to pack up their gear and sent them all off to somewhere that was safer. And then he rode off with a load of the warrior tribe people, and that was the end of the film. Really? That was that was yeah, that was it. That was all. What? That, that was every significant piece of that film. But every the, every everything that happened, I've told. Were they thinking of making happened. getting a sequel or something? Because there, there was two sequels. There were. There was two sequels. Yeah. What were yeah. they called? With the same, and oh. it had. Um, and I was thinking, oh yeah, but I'm guessing that Richard Harris wouldn't have been in them. Yeah, no, he was in both of them. Fucking he was hell. in both the sequels. Oh, there's no a man fucking called horse. And a man called a bigger horse. I don't know. I've no idea. It was and, awful. And a man My Little Pony. pony. Yeah, yeah, My Little Pony as well at the end. It's fucking all. It was so. It was just so boring. Um, <laughs> but then on top of that. Um, yeah, it was. I mean, they had a good, a, an interesting premise for it. You know, like outsider finds out about these um, these people and becomes enamoured with their way of life. Well, and, it's a, it's a it's a fairly well worked. I mean, yeah, maybe, yeah, you know, no, no, it was nothing. There was nothing new there, but there was the germs of something to make it into something quite interesting. Sure, you know, show a lot of the cultural differences. And how we became acclimatized to it, but yeah, there wasn't yeah. really any of that because um, throughout his time in with this tribe, he had um, somebody who helped him. Who was um, he? Was I can't remember. It was, it was like his dad was Sue, and his mum was uh, like Canadian or French Canadian or something. You know, he okay. was he was a he was a mix of people, so he wasn't right. completely taken on by the tribe. Okay. He was like a bit of an outsider and they treated him as like a fool. Um Right, got you. And but he spoke English, so he translated for John Morgan. Right. All the way through this. Um and explained a load of stuff to him. And um this this guy who played this kind of fool character, he um he just wanted to like John Morgan just wanted to escape at the start. And right. this guy wanted to get out of there as well. So it was like, we could help each other, you know, sure. get into a situation where we could both piss off and leave all this behind because I get treated awfully here, you're getting treated awfully here, let's go. Um, yeah, yeah. But then obviously when John Morgan got enamoured with how they lived and all this kind of thing, um, he was like, no, well, no, I want to stay. Uh, and that caused a little bit of conflict, but that was never resolved. Right. Um, so the the casting, <laughs> I'm going to talk about the cast the casting a little bit and Go some on. of the dif- difficulties there. So there's Richard Harris, who I think is a um, is a fine actor, sure. although I do find um, I find him quite an intimidating presence in everything. Right. Okay. And I don't know whether that's I don't know. I've no idea why that is. But he just comes across as not um not a friendly character. Right. Even when okay. he was being friendly with people, it felt like it was for a reason. It was like because he wanted to fur it was for his own benefit. He wanted to further yeah, yeah, his yeah. own case. But I find him like that in everything that he he did. Yes, I know what you mean. A bit yeah, boring. 
Yeah, and there's is the reserve there as well, and there's no there's not yeah. an emotional. Yeah. yeah. I did, I, so I've, I've never really I do I can appreciate his talent as an actor but he's not somebody that I enjoy watching um, so this this kind of fool character is played by uh, I'm going to get some of these names wrong but I've tried my best here is Jean Gascon and, okay. uh, who in in real life was a French Canadian actor oh, okay um, so he was wearing a lot of makeup Oh really? Okay, that that <laughs> that created issues when you're viewing at it from the standpoint of where you know we are in terms of <laughs> oh, culturally. He was right. I see. Okay, I yeah. understand what you're saying. He's a he's a white French Canadian and he's playing a member of the Sioux tribe. <laughs> right. He looked like he just stepped off the set of uh, uh, Two Ronnie's sketch <laughs> that you would rather forget. Yeah, or something from uh, Spike Milligan's Q8 on Q9. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, Decent enough actor, but uh, that created a lot of issues. So then um, one of the other main leaders of the tribe that he first meets was played by Manu Tupou. Um, He played Yellow Hand. Uh, Now, he's Fijian, um, so <laughs> that's a little bit like they've just gone. He looks a bit Indian, doesn't he? He looks like an Indian. Uh, it, that's the only thing I could think of. I mean, why else would you cast a Fijian as the head of the, well, as one of the leaders of the Sioux yeah. tribe? Less enlightened times. I think. Again, I'm not criticising his acting. It is like he was he was all right in it. But well, it's it's a similar sort of uh, mindset that that cast Ricardo Montalban as a character called Khan in Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. And then inexcusably, they went they when they brought Khan back in the recent films, it was Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, I mean both inappropriate, both wildly wrong. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah. So um, we've got another one for you. So. Um, Karina, oh, Karina Sope. I don't know if that's, that's how I pronounce it. T S O P E I. Um, she played the part of another member of the Sioux tribe. She was she played the part of Running Deer. Um, she's Greek. Uh-huh. Greek. She, she's Greek. <laughs> Gets a bit more tenuous there, doesn't it? Oh my god. Um, and then Lena Marin, who plays Thorn Rose, who's um. Uh, that's the one who John Morgan wanted to make his his wife. Right. Uh, she's she's Mexican. It's Mexican. Wow. It's like they've just thought. Well, these are all ballpark, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who's ever gonna notice? Who's yeah. ever gonna say out? Yeah. So there is there is one person who. Um, was native, indigenous American, Native American, yeah, yeah. Um, who's in there, who plays Black Eagle, and that was Eddie Little Sky. Eddie Little Sky. Eddie Little Eddie Sky. Eddie Little. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I mean that. That. Yeah. Sid, La- Sid Little and Eddie Large. Yeah, yeah. They've combined them. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Um, and he was all right. And then a load of the extras. It said at the end of the film, a load of the extras were from. Um, I can't remember which tribe it was. I don't. Th- I think some of them might have been Sioux tribe. Um, yeah. But they just play the part of the you know the people just running around. Yeah, um, sure. 
That's... So obviously now culturally, it's a you know it's a real <laughs> mess. Yeah, 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 a, yeah, a, yeah. Somebody from Greece, a Fijian, a Mexican, <laughs> <laughs> you know, a French Canadian with a load of makeup on. Oh, oh fucking hell! Yeah, it's pretty. Um, it's pretty difficult to watch those bits. <laughs> Because it's not even like, I mean, like, his missus, who, who's in the film, she doesn't look anything like um, she's part of that tribe at all. No, no. She looks more unconvincing than the white French-Canadian with the makeup on. <laughs> <laughs> Which is going some. Oh, brilliant. Uh, yeah. So, and they do lots of odd... Like the camera work is very run of the mill. All the cinematography okay. is very like there's nothing surprising in it. There's nothing because I was thinking, oh well, even if the story's a bit boring, I can take something from how they've handled it and what it looks like. But the nearest they got to doing something that was a little bit out of the ordinary was um, they had these really odd bits where there was lots of the music, um, the tribal music, lots of drums and lots of vocal sounds. And then they would do like two, they would like do like a scene, and then two tribesmen's heads would come into shot from the left and the right, <laughs> um, like from a from a different piece, what looked like a completely different piece of filming, and they'd be like <laughs> just like shouting a lot, and um, I don't know, I've no idea how how realistic um, and how true to life the music and the vocal sounds were. Um, but it was fucking annoying. It was really fucking annoying. <laughs> um, all the way through, it was really annoying. Like the shrieking and stuff was like, oh, fucking hell. Yeah, terrible. Um, okay. Yeah, God, it was just so awful. I didn't really enjoy any of it, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> Not one bit of it. Not one bit of it. Okay. Well, after, after I, lo- I, f- I first, I looked... Um, I looked on the thing, you know, because it was on, I think it was on Amazon. And I did that thing where you can, you know, you just flick, flick the up button so you get the, yeah. the timeline and the, you know, who's in the cast and all that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I found myself doing that after 16 minutes to see how long I had left of it. Jesus, wow. That's, wow. What an indictment. That's awful. That's awful. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's, a, so- it's very much a... Do not, I do not in any way, shape, or form recommend that anybody watches okay. this film. So that we can file that under massively overrated. Yes, massively overrated. Filed. Yeah. It is duly filed. Yeah, very good. It's very, very much very a good. film of its time, and it should stay there. <laughs> yeah. Well, well. Whilst you were watching a man called Horse. Which I would imagine at the time was probably gritty and it was a different style yeah. Western. Yes. Yeah. 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 But uh, when gritty meant boring. Um, yeah. I was watching They Call Me Trinity, mm. um, which was a film by Enzo Barboni. Yep. Uh, an Italian, uh, as you probably guessed by the name. Yeah. Um, and um, it was a much more, I suppose you'd say, conventional Western for the time. I t- tonally, again, we t- we've talked about tone a lot. You want to get something that stays within its world and doesn't change all the way through it. And I've read some of the comments on IMDb, both 
before I watched the film and during it, just to make sure I hadn't read the wrong shit. And I just, I was baffled by the idea that they were saying it's funny and it's exciting. The exciting bits are really thrilling and the funny bits are hilarious. Honestly, I don't, I mean, it's, I could have sat through it like that Australian last, you know, laugh out loud, last, yeah, last yeah, one yeah. laughing, <clears throat> and again not turned a fucking hair. Yeah, it uh, it was a film, an early film, um, in the partnership, in the movie partnership of two actors known as Terence Hill and Bud Spencer. Yeah, neither of them was their real names. I wrote this no. down. I, I, let me get my phone to to consult my notes. Mm. So they met in 1967. And they had their first film uh, vehicle created for them, I think, in 1969. Um, right. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Uh, their real names. Terence Hill's real name was Mario Girotti. Bud Spencer was originally called Carlo Pedasoli. Now, Bud Spencer oh. chose his name. Spencer came from Spencer Tracy. And his yeah. first name, Bud, came from the beer. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't say where Terence Hill got his name, um, but uh, I mean Terence Hill, striking-looking guy, blonde hair, bright blue eyes, quite a handsome guy. Were they, his voice? Uh, sorry, were they? Well, so are they? What American Italians? Um, Italian they were Italians. American. They were both Italians. No, no. Born oh, right. and raised in Italy. They were, you know, oh, uh, right. en- okay. Enzo Barboni um, used them for this film. They became mates. They made a lot of films with him. Their first film together, according to this, was God Forgives, dot, 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 I Don't, exclamation mark. Brilliant. That was the film on which they met, 1967. Other, other great notable titles, Ace High, as yeah. opposed to Aces High. Yeah, just the one. Um I'll come back to that because the, that might be a budgetary thing because cheap <laughs> is the fucking word. Yeah. Boot Hill, 69. They just call one, me Trinity. Just one boot again. Just one boot. They call me Trinity in 1970, yeah. <clears throat> which I obviously watched. In 1971, Trinity is still my name. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> like All that. the way, boys, in 72. One of my favourites here. In 74, watch out, we're mad. (laughs) 74 also saw them make a film called Two Missionaries. Crime Busters in 77. Odds and Evens in 78. I'm for the Hippopotamus in 1979. Who finds a friend, finds a treasure in 81. Go for it! Exclamation mark in 83. Double Trouble. These fucking these go on. Double Trouble, 84. Miami Super Cops, 85. And Troublemakers, 1994. So they were knocking out nearly a film a year for about yeah. 15 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Troublemakers, 94 was the last one. So, yeah, and and, and, and the... Um, I mean, what I've, the stuff I've written down, it's cheap as fuck. I mean, it's it's yeah. properly, like, you know, they've had a whip round. The studio. We want to make this film. We've got a title. Uh, and uh, we've got some old sets. But um, that's about all we've got. You can bring your own costumes as long as you can bring a checkered shirt. That's fine. If you've got a false beard, even better. Uh, yeah. Don't. Yeah. So it, it looks like it's been made for less than a quid. 
Um, and there's a point, I made a note specifically, there's a point about 26 m- minutes into the film where the dastardly major, who's the villain, um, who's played by an American actor whose name escapes me, I'll look it up in a minute, is talking to the head of the Mormon settlers community. Now, they're, they're, this is, they're the MacGuffin, basically. Uh, right. Trinity and his brother, Bambino. Um, yeah. Uh, end up protecting the Mormon settlers from this greedy land land grabbing major, oh, right. uh, who has recruited the local um, the local Mexican hoodlum. Yeah, man, it's like Clopper Castle. I'll come back to it anyway. So twenty six minutes in, the dastardly major talks to the head of Mormon settlers, and the major is shot against a painted backdrop. Right, it's so right. obviously a painted backdrop, and. The painted backdrop doesn't come far enough down, <laughs> so you can see the bottom of the edge of the frame of the canvas. <laughs> Not only that, for, right far back in the shot, as you look at it, just uh, just a camera left of the major, are just two blokes just standing there. <laughs> just standing there. One of them's got a t-shirt on. I mean, they're in the distance, but. It's so obvious that they're not in costume and they fucking shouldn't be there. Enzo Barbone has done the thing. He's probably looked at the rushes at the end of the yeah. day and gone, we can't afford to reshoot it. No, we'll, no. We'll just, we'll just, uh, we'll brazen it out and pretend they're yeah. Mormons. Yeah. And fucking hell, the Mormons. The, the amount of false beards. More <laughs> false beards than you could shake a Mormon Bible at. They look fucking insane, some of them. Um, and um, anyway, so so uh, so there's that. Now, the theme tune, I, I want to I want to mention because yeah. it it sits sort of. It's got a, a classic. It's a it's, there's there's lyrics to it. Um, he, he's what is it? You know you know he's the best. He's he's uh, um, he's the best. Uh, out in the West. Oh, he's the best man in the West. Uh, he stays alive because of his cult 45 or something like that. Fucking I should have written it down. I should have written it down. He's the top of the West. Always cool. He's the best. He keeps alive with his cult 45. I don't think Cole Porter has got anything to worry about. But anyway, um, so the, the theme tune strikes a, um, a, a, a deliberate crossroads, I feel sure, between the work of uh, early Morricone with the whistles and all that yeah. kind of thing, you know, and a Hanna-Barbera cartoon <laughs> <laughs> that occasionally has a bit of wacky brass or some strings Shit. in there. Uh, and and then sometimes a wah wah guitar in the in, <laughs> in the mix. It's so seventies. It's 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 horrible. Anyway, the start of the film is a slow panning shot of Trinity, uh, who's the fastest gun in the West, the, the fastest right hand in the West, <laughs> laid on a um, a frame tied to his horse. The horse is just walking in any direction it fucking chooses, yeah. and he's just laid there because he's lazy. This is his thing. Yeah. He's very, he's very lazy. He's a lazy gunslinger. That's on. That's and, on the. Um, that's on the film poster, isn't it? Oh, is the poster, is the, the po- poster for that film is him laying on that thing with the horse pulling him, right. and his hat, oh, okay. his hat kind of down over his eyes as if he's just right. snoozing. 
Well, that's yeah. That he goes into a tavern, uh, not a tavern. Uh, he, you know, a uh, uh, saloon. Know you call it. I guess somewhere. Anyway, he goes in there, and and there are two blokes, and they've they've got a Mexican guy with them, and they're they're they're, they're probably going to do something with the Mexican guy. He's a bit wounded, and the guy behind the bar uh, is serving them beans. And um, in the comments on IMDb, it says, the beans, it's hilarious. The bean sequence is, is hilarious, right? Let's see how hilarious you find this. Okay, I know you're laughing already, but seriously. He says, you got any food? And the Mexican barkeep says, I got beans. Right? So the, uh, he goes over with the pan of it, you got money to pay. And he goes over to the other guys, the two guys, the Mexican. He gives him some beans. One of them says, that's enough. The other one doesn't say anything. And then they, they both say he doesn't want any to the, to the, you know, to their prisoner. Yeah. Um, anyway, the barkeep sends a, a, a woman over, young, a young serving uh, you know, bar, yeah, barmaid yeah. or whatever, with, a, with basically half a loaf of bread <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a bottle of wine. And he puts it down and he comes over with his pan of beans and he scoops some beans into his plate and Trudy says, more. He gives him, you're laughing, you're like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I misjudged it. <laughs> he scoops, scoops some beans onto his plate. He says, more. He gives him another scoop of beans. Then he says, leave the pan. So the barkeep leaves the pan. He then scoops the beans back into the pan. And eats all the beans and all of his bread. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, you're laughing your head off. Honestly. <sighs> it's in funny. It's in, it is. It's done. It's, it's really weird. The tone is, you go, I don't understand this. And then, but the, the worst thing is, these other actors who are playing the gunslingers. Yeah. I don't know. It can't have been scripted. They must have been just told, oh, just chill, Patty. Just say out you want. And they're going, oh, yeah. beans, eh? You're eating beans. <laughs> That's a lot of beans for one man. You're never going to finish those beans. It's awful. It's like it's like when you were at school and you had to improvise in drama. Yeah. You were really self-conscious. And so everyone just ends up going, yes, and uh, I've seen a plane. <laughs> a plane? You didn't? I did. Where was it? It's in the sky over there. Well, it's not there now. It was just that kind of standard of fucking beans. <laughs> How long yeah. did this um, the bean scene go on for? Ooh, I mean, him eating beans must have been a, a good minute. Oh, and imagine a minute it. of screen time of him eating yeah. fucking beans while they're chelping at him. And then yeah. they say, um, he, he goes over to the Mexican and says, He's coming with me. Some shit like that. And they say, why? Who are you? They call me Trinity. So that's the title. Right. And and obviously the barkeep has a reaction like Trinity. And they say, you you have the fastest right hand in the West. Now, I don't know if they're talking about him wanking. There's no, there's no indication of whether or not it's about onanism yeah. at all. But no. anyway, <laughs> he takes They didn't the bring out a plate of biscuits, did they? They didn't bring out a plate of biscuits, no. If only. Um, a plate of biscuits in a porno film. No, and he starts to leave. He leaves, right? And not only, not only has he got the fastest hands in the fastest right hand in the West, yeah. he can also shoot people from a distance without looking at them. 
<laughs> oh yeah. yeah. So they're walking to his frame and his horse, and these two guys go to the window, and without he shoots under his arm. You know, it's behind himself, like he, he pulls his gun out, he's right handed, so he pulls yeah. his gun out, shoots under his left arm without looking, poof, poof, changes angle, based presumably on, I don't know, the smell of their beans, or I don't know how he hits them, but they both, they're both killed. Yeah. And then he takes the Mexican, he says, what happened, the Mexican's basically saying, oh, their the boss, he wanted to have relations with my wife, and so... <laughs> I saw him, I stabbed him with a tiny dagger, but then he fell down and he hit his head and there was blood, but I think it was because he fell down. Honestly, Trinity just goes, yeah, 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 whatever, get in the fucking frame. Basically, he just gets on the frame and rides him into town, but rides backwards on the horse. Right. Why? All the the way there? All the way to wherever they're going. They get to the town, and who should be the sheriff of this town? But his brother Bambino, played uh, by played by Bud Spencer. Yeah. And uh, but he's not a sheriff, is he? Oh no, it's like Banshee, because uh, when he got out of prison, when he got out of Yuma prison, he thought somebody was following him. Yeah. So he uh, he beat him up and broke the leg, and, f- right. and left him for dead. Yeah. And it was the sheriff. He found it was the sheriff of the town, so he took his badge and Fucking decided to hell. be a sheriff. It is Banshee. Now, it is Banshee. Now. This guy is like to to, uh, to to Trinity. What Obelix is we to Asterix is this uh, big right, yeah. fucking hairy lummox. Yeah. Um, who's uh, the first? I mean, uh, n- not an actor in any no, in no, any no. stretch of the imagination. Uh, but but the first scene that you see him in, all he does is go. Wah. Just grunts and, get, and he gets into a fight, and he does that thing that big men do in films. Rather than swinging a punch straight, he just yeah. bang down on the oh, top yeah, of the yeah, head, yeah, 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 yeah. knocking people out straight away and throwing them around. Yeah, um, but he is known as the left hand of the devil because he is uh, fast with yeah. a left-handed gun. Yeah, and Trinity rides into town and sees him, recognizes him, and says, "Hey, Bambino!" For some reason. Never established, Bambino doesn't like him. Right. Oh, yeah, my brother. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> they share a mother. They're stepbrothers. And and all through the film, you know, they, they kind of pal up. But it's never that kind of easy banter. A, yeah. because they can't do easy banter. No. And B, because he hates, Bambino hates Trinity for some reason. Now, I seem to be getting into some micro detail. But if I could just describe it to you as... The Magnificent Seven, yeah. remade as a panto oh, by yeah, the yeah. makers of the Wacky Racers. Right. It is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> You've got, you know, the, at the end, again, just to cut to the chase, the Mormon community, Trinity yeah. meets two women, yeah. two beautiful young women, yeah. and he's, he, he, he goes to see the, 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 um, the main Mormon dude. Oh, sorry, I have to say, the main Mormon dude is being hassled by the major who wants to buy their land. Right. Uh, who says, if you don't give me your land, I'll bury you in it. Which is, you know. But they're also hassled by some Mexicans. Some dodgy Mexicans. But I have to say, they're like, do you remember Clopper Castle when we were kids? Yes. Clock, yeah. 
and the Clopper Castle featured the friendly enemy. The yeah. friendly enemy who dropped in for tea. So I wrote this down. So the first time you see the Mexicans, they turn up, and it's not like Calvera from the Magnificent Seven. They they turn up these guys, and they're eh, eh, what do you? I want drink. I want something. What do you got for me? What do you got for me? They, so they turn up to threaten, but the boss Mezcal just says. Next time we come here, we want good soup with mucho garlic and some vino. <laughs> fucking what or what? A shit review on TripAdvisor. It's fucking ridiculous. So anyway, tonally, no idea. <laughs> oh my god. But, Parts of it feel like a, a like a cheap martial arts flick from the yeah. from this era, you know, like one armed boxer or one armed boxer. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a point at which Trinity goes into a, a shop. Now, why is he going there? Oh, it, because one of the Mormons has been thrown out and isn't allowed to buy any food, so he goes in there. Yeah. And uh, these two guys near the counter say he can't get anything. He can't get anything. And they uh, they go to their they go to their guns and Trinity gets out his gun really fast. It's done like on double speed. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. Vroom, yeah. He whips his gun out and then it cuts to these two blokes' heads go <laughs> looking at each other and looking to Trinity looking at each other again. Like the worst double tape double take ever. As the music goes because he puts his gun away and takes it out again. And it's just So you get that kind of silliness. And then they have these fist fights. Trinity is the I think Possibly the only person who kills. He's just killing people left and right. Bang, bang, yeah. shooting people. And by the end, and again, I don't know whether it's budgetary because they'd run out of fake bullets or, or blanks or whatever, but they have to teach the Mormons how to defend themselves, which is why it's a bit like the... Uh, the oh, God, seven, yeah. Right? So, but um, it's, it's hilarious because rather than going, come on, you Mormons, we'll get you some guns and shoot at targets and stuff like that, they say, right... So if these Mexican bandits that the the major has hired to come and clear you out yeah. turn up, what you've got to do is, if they hit you like this, you've got to dodge and bop them on the top of the head. Watch me. Come here, you Mormon. <laughs> bop. Oh, no. And so they beat up some Mormons to show them how to fight. Right. And the Mormons go, oh, yeah, great. But at first, the elder, the main one of the Mormons is saying, no, we mustn't. We mustn't. It's against the Lord. It's, you know. Yeah, Trinity yeah. wants to do this, I should have mentioned, because he goes to the elder to see these two women who were at the shop earlier. Yeah. And he says, oh, uh, Rachel and Susan, I think they're called. They're down by the lake. So he goes to the lake and they're having a wash. They're fully clothed. Yeah. Because um, that's how you wash, isn't it? When there's yeah. nobody about. Keep your clothes on. <laughs> um, for fear of, I don't know, fish that bite your skin. Anyway, so there they are. And, they, you know... <laughs> That, that he says, oh, I, I, I don't want to... He rides his horse into the river. They say, wait, your right. horse is not invited, they say. And he says, but <laughs> I, I can't swim. And the first woman says, but the water's only up to here, indicating her breasts. Yeah. And he goes, oh, in that case, he stands on his horse and falls over backwards into the water. Oh and uh, and they start saying to him, because they're obviously impressed by his ribald tomfoolery, yeah. and they say to him, you could marry us. And he says, marry you both? Yes, we're Mormons. Literally, I think there were Mormons in the film. That yeah. whole, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. we'll make Trinity a lazy horn dog. 
and say he can marry two birds because that's the 70s and he got to marry two birds and, and then they go back and he says to he says to uh, Bambino the non the not sheriff he says because uh, he said I don't want to see you ever again mur, mur, get out of town I hate you mur. he says if you help me with these Mormons I'll, I won't bother you again not only that I'll get married and he says who to Rachel or Susan or both of them I haven't decided <laughs> or something like that <laughs> with with the with the respect for women that you'd expect yeah, in a yeah, 1970 yeah. movie yeah. so they 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 teach the the um they teach the Mormons how to fist fight right the Mexicans turned up with the major who's already said I I could bury you in this if you're not going to give me the land I'll bury you in it right yeah but he agrees that all the Mexicans should take their gun belts off and have a fist fight with them. Because <laughs> that's obviously what what they used to do yeah. uh, back in old yeah. Western times. And Queensbury so they, rules, they, wasn't it? Queensbury rules. So they end up having a fight. <laughs> in, the, in the fight, there's one moment of inspired lunacy that belongs in something else. I don't know what. Uh, uh, you know, blazing saddles. Where two more the Mormons are obviously trying to build a community, so there's all these houses that haven't been built. Yeah. And two Mormons charge <laughs> towards the Mexicans with two struts, wooden struts that have been used to make a house. Yeah. Use them like pole vaults, <laughs> fly over the Mexicans' heads and hit them as they fly over their heads. <laughs> pole vaulting Mormon ninjas. <laughs> it's fucking ludicrous, man. So at the end. There's all these Mexicans laid on the floor, supposedly all out cold. They're not moving. And and they go up to ma- the major, and one of them says, I'll tell you what you should do. You should go to Nebraska. Rather than going, you're a villain and a crook, and you need to give us all his money back and, and probably you know get arrested. No, you should do this to some other community in Nebraska. Yeah. and Because he's called them all horse thieves because they've nicked his horse. No, I want one horse. He gets one horse and says, well... Nebraska like sounds like a fine idea. And off he goes. <laughs> off he fucks. They let him go. And the Mormons are all grateful. And then and then Trinity realizes he doesn't write fancy uh, the the life of um of a Mormon digging up fields and praying. So he yeah. decides to fuck off again, travel on his on his way, and the final shot, echoing the first shot, is uh, is him on his um on his frame being dragged yeah. somewhere by his horse. Uh, it is. I, I I don't know what it was supposed to, what it wanted to be. The the IMDb reviews. You'll have to read them. They're all you know. They're all kind of. It's funny. It's action packed. It's this. It's that. It, it it wasn't. I mean, talking about it was quite funny, but there was there was literally no threat in the entire film. Trinity was, was never um, going to get hurt. Was on. was this um, filmed in? Italian dubbed into English. Um, they were they were all lip synced by uh, American actors, I think. Right. Uh, apart from, oh, I'm gonna have to look up the fucking guy's name. I'm guessing that the um, the voiceover acting then was very subtle and realistic. oh yeah, it was it was, it was very much of the Stanislavski school. Yeah, very much so. Uh, Farley Granger, Farley Granger was the only <clears throat> American in it. He played Major Harriman. And uh, yeah, Sarah and Judith were the two, uh, the two, uh, the two women, oh, the yeah. two Mormon women. 
Not not Sarah and Rachel. Sarah and Judith. Um, Enzo Barboni. Shocking. Anyway, so yeah, it, it's it. it the not Mexicans were, then. No, Mexicans were a bunch of buffoons. Depends if it sounds like your kind of thing. You know, it, it, it's it and and maybe maybe I'd I'd become fascinated by by their film. I mean, Bud Spencer said of himself. I can't act. I can't really move, and I don't speak English very well. So, right. what the fuck was he doing in twenty-two movies? Is anyone's game? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's um, it, it's it's not funny enough to be a carry-on cowboy type deal. It's not exciting enough to be like the Magnificent Seven, but it's probably somewhere in between. But taking the, sh- it, it's it's not it's not great. It wasn't boring. I have to say that right. it wasn't boring, right? Because I was constantly agog, yeah, at, at, at the at the number of different styles and what they were aiming for, and yeah, it, but it definitely wasn't funny, and I no. think they were trying to make it funny. Very oh peculiar. dear, we've yeah. had we've both had experiences of two forms of entertainment that have been trying to be funny and failed. Yes, I think so. But I like see. I like the fact that we picked each other. A, I, I mean, I, I'd heard good things of a man called Horse. But I, I never wanted well. to watch it. So, uh, so there we go. Yeah, um, well, I've saved that, you so the trouble. So yes, so two to miss a man called Horse, and they call me Trinity. And yeah. so to 1971. 1971. 1970. So far on our journey is the worst year for film. Yeah. I think we yeah. need to we need to make a note of the best year for film and the worst year for film as we yeah, go along. Yeah, we should. And judge we them should. on our on the two films that we watch. Yeah, probably a good idea. Although, <clears throat> I, I, with that in man, mind, you 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 might not be happy with what I've chosen you. <laughs> 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 um, well, do you want me to go through your choices first? I haven't even made you any choices. Oh, I've just right. got you a film. Which well, is really mean. <clears throat> what I've done is I've I've um, I picked because I was a bit obscure with um, my choice for you last time. I've okay. I've given you a couple of mainstream ones. Oh, okay. Um, and then I've given you my choice that I want you to watch. Okay. Um, and I think you might want to see the one that I want you to watch anyway, just out of curiosity. Okay. Go on. Um, then. So my two mainstream films, um, yeah. and they, they might be discounted because they might be f- relatively fresh in your memory. So first of all, it's Peter Bogdanovich's The Last Picture Show. Which I have never seen. Ah, right, okay. No, I've never seen it. <clears throat> right. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's I'm not all... picking it. I'm not let's... picking it, don't worry. <laughs> We'll, we'll hold on to hold on to that. Hold on to the thought of that one. Okay. Um, the second one is Don Siegel's Dirty Harry, which I know very well. Ah, oh, right. Row, row, row your oh, boat yeah. gently down the stream. I picked that mainly because I absolutely love that film. Yeah, yeah. Um, A mate of mine, Matt, his dad. Um, whenever he changes his mind on on something, he always says it like uh, like Scorpio. He goes, "I've changed my mind." <laughs> um, I think I was I, I had a thing of um, 
I was doing something with soundtracks of stuff the last time I watched that, and it was the first time that I'd really properly listened to the soundtrack. And the soundtrack is amazing. It's, yeah. it's mental, but it is amazing. Um, so before I go on to the what I want you to watch, um, yeah. just as a, an outside one, I did look, and it was purely because of the title of it. There's a biker film called Ride the Hot Wind, <laughs> which I was, I was, I was thinking, if this is anywhere near watchable, oh. I'm picking Ride the Hot Wind. And then I watched the trailer, and even the trailer was unwatchable. And I thought, if they can't even make the trailer watchable, which yeah. is supposed to be the best bits, what well, the fuck is say, the rest man, of it like? I have to say, I watched the first five minutes of the biker film you nearly picked for me last week. Oh, yeah. Those men are not actors. No. No, they, it it was the worst thing. Yeah, I've, I mean, they call me Trinity. Fair enough, rubbish, tonally confused, not great. But you know, Terence Hill had a certain level of charm, and yeah. uh, you know, uh, there there was some scenery chewing going on from uh, from the villain and stuff like that. But um, no, that biker film—I can't remember the name of it now. Uh, I've not watched the Herzog one. I will watch it. You sent me a link to it, but I, oh, I will watch yeah. it. Uh, um, anyway, go on then. So, yes. Yeah, so what I finally settled on was um, a Dario Argento film. Oh, okay. Four Flies on Grey Velvet. <laughs> um, so it's okay. Dario Argento. Music's by Ennio Morricone. Oh, okay. That's a plus. Excellent. And it stars yes, go on. the lead, yes. Michael Michael Brandon of Dempsey and Makepeace fame. Michael Brandon? Yeah. Really? I thought he was... Michael Brandon was in... Um... Wasn't he the guy from Little House on the Prairie? It can't be the Dempsey and Makepeace guy. Yeah, Surely he is. Not, not sure in 1971. Is. Oh, is he a kid? Oh, wow, that's amazing. If it is, brilliant. No, no, he's not a kid. He's a bloke. Well, that oh. would have been when he made... Well, I'm going to I'm gonna have to look this up now. I, I'm looking it up too. Michael Brandon is an American actor. He's known for his role as James Dempsey in the British drama series Dempsey and Makepeace. Good Lord. Yeah. Okay. In that but I do case... know what you mean. I've, but what was he called then? The guy in Little House on the Prairie. I don't know. Because he was also in another series called Highway to Heaven, wasn't he? Uh, yes. Guy. Yeah. He I'm going to look up rather fabulous hair. He did. <laughs> I'll look up Highway to Heaven. Michael Landon. Michael Landon, yes. Michael Brandon, Michael Landon. <laughs> Michael, That's why I've got confused. You've got to have a system, as Harry Hill would got, say. got to have a system, absolutely. Um, yes, so, Four Flies okay. on Grey Velvet. So I'm the premise of Four Flies on Grey Velvet, because I've already started yeah. watching it myself, because I thought, I'm yeah. going to watch the start of it just to see whether it is actually watchable. Um, <laughs> and uh, so the premise of it is that uh, Michael Brandon is a um, is a musician. He's in a rock right. band. Okay. Well, they say he's in a rock band, but it's not really rock. It's Yeah, I suppose it is kind of rocky 70, 70s music. And he's the drummer. Um, uh, and um, a, a mysterious stranger seems Ooh. to be following him. Ooh, and, okay. Um, it's a rather sinister stranger. Right, okay. So it's okay. how this rock star deals with this stranger following him. 
Right, very good. Okay. And okay. I have a feeling that I am going to carry on watching the rest of it anyway. Right. So we might well, be might... watching this. Yeah, I might watch this one too. And we'll, we'll be able to have a, have, a, have a good old chat about it. Uh, because in the year of the French Connection, and in the year of a clockwork orange, <laughs> what could be better than the 1971 cannibal flick, I Eat Your Skin? Oh, yes. That sounds that sounds good. Yeah. yeah. I Eat Your Skin. That I'll be honest with you, that didn't come up on any of my lists. <laughs> no. No, it wouldn't do. I'm going to have to make a note of this. I yeah. Eat Your Skin. Yeah. Okay. I, um, yeah, so so uh, it, I, I can. Uh, there's a link to this full movie on YouTube. I've I've dipped into oh, it. I've nice. see, I made to make sure it was an English language copy. Yeah, uh, it's the it's the I think it's the what do they call it? They called it the um, the overseas re-edit with oh, the person yeah, yeah. I was watching, uh, and I, that's what um, I thought. Oh, maybe it's going to be uh, dubbed into you know Spanish or Portuguese or yeah, yeah. whatever else. But no, it's the English language and. It looks worthy of a chat next brilliant. week, let's say. Right, yeah. I'm looking forward so, to it already. So, brilliant. So, I've got Four Flies on Grey Velvet, and you've yes. got I, I Eat, eat your, your Skin. skin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to just quickly see whether or not there's a rating on IMDb just to see the uh, see the quality that you're getting. Um, where are we? Here we are. I'll type it in. Let's find out. Have I... you... Wa- uh, so, have you... Have you watched a trailer for I Eat Your Skin? Uh, I Eat Your Skin. Here we are. Starring William Joyce and Heather Hewitt. Oh. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> 3.5 out of 10. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, shit. It's fairly good, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wor- worth us talking about it. But yeah. I'll tell you what, I will, I will similarly share the pain. I'll watch it as well. I Eat right. Your Skin. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> I mean the brainstorming session just on the title for that that Absolutely. didn't go far did it no not far <laughs> what's, the, what's the film about well it's about some cannibals actually do you know what? I'm assuming it's cannibals it might not be it's just called I Eat Your Skin but at one point there was some people running away from some natives it looks like a terrible film. I'm guessing I'm guessing that it is cannibals and not just about pot scratchings. <laughs> one would hope. <laughs> yes, it's about one man's odyssey through bar snacks. It's Mr. Porky's advert for about two hours. <laughs> oh fuck you know. I think oh. it's only an hour and twenty two, so you're alright, don't I'm worry. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. It's and gotta be better than a man called horse, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> Gotta be well, better than that. We're gonna find out. We need to start yeah, rating are. them, really. Yeah, we'll start rating them. Good, very yeah. good. I love the fact that we've overlooked the last picture show. For, for <laughs> four flies on grey velvet, and I eat your skin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. This is yes, after indeed. this is after last week when I was saying, "Fucking hell, the films of 1970 are shit." But wait till we get on to 1971; they're absolutely brilliant. Yeah, yeah, but we're not going to watch any of them. We're not going to watch any of them. Oh. <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> right, <laughs> so if you want to watch along with us, um, Four Flies on Grey Velvet is available on Amazon. If you've got Prime, it's a freebie. Um, 
it might even be on YouTube. I think it's on. It might be on YouTube. Um, and obviously, I Eat Your Skin is on YouTube. So if you want to watch along with us, they're the two to watch, and we'll be reviewing those next week on our film club, 1971. <laughs> and if you want to let us know what you thought of both those films, please. You can email us. Uh, uh, oh, in fact, if you want to let us know if you've seen A Man Called Horse uh, or um, They Call Me Trinity, you can let us know about that as well uh, by emailing us at weakpointspodcast at gmail.com or you can visit our Instagram, which is weakpointspodcast. And we're very grateful for you being with us again this week. And we'll yes, see thank you all you so again much. next week. Fabulous. See you later. See you later. Bye. Bye. Weak Points. Film, 1970. A fucking awful year, for film.